0: Where do you want to start? We, uh, we've got episode 160 here. Where do you want to start?
1: Wait, are we, I'll let you start. There's are we lots starting? Of
2: choices. We're starting. Yeah. Oh,
1: we are. We're rolling. We're rolling. Oh, you, wow. You want me to stop and start all over again? <laughs> yes, I need to prepare. I'll be yeah. way better. Yeah. <laughs> we can start a
0: number of different places. Here's where we can't start with the Seattle Seahawks. So no starting with the Seattle Seahawks. In fact, we may not even talk about the Seahawks.
1: Well, that's good news. You and me. My daughter had basketball at 1.30 and at 3. So I watched it on my phone.
0: Oh yeah, you have no idea. Do you even know what the results of the game
1: were? Yeah, I just I just said I was watching <laughs> it on my phone. You can do that now in well, 2021. You <laughs> were
0: telling me that you watched it on your phone as if to say that you were unprepared. You didn't really want to talk about the Seahawks. Yeah,
1: I'm not you really. You can't prepared. really. You can't really
0: follow it on the phone. You can't.
1: Can you? No, not really. I mean, I, I saw I saw Chris Carson's. You know, you see you see yeah. things. Yeah. yeah. And I went back and read about it. And we're stuff, not starting but, with oh, the yeah, Seahawks. Oh yeah, yeah. We're not doing that. And
0: we may only talk about the Seahawks and the Seahawks no table today. Oh, good. On episode one hundred and sixty, so maybe you and I will talk about it for a few minutes. But yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't want to belabor. I want. I want this to be a place where people can go to get away from the Seahawks a little bit, and we can talk about other things. So, what, you want to start with the Puyallup Fair? Would you like to start it with my my incredible journey to the Snoqualmie Casino?
1: Oh yeah, we're we're still heading down that dead end oh, road, are we? Oh
0: boy, it got deader. <laughs> can you be more dead than it was? Still, no. Well, I have a story. Okay, I'm right. Ha- I have a story. We can start there. We can start with the Puyallup. Yeah. We can start with the Mariners. We can start with 66-yard field goals that go off of the crossbar.
1: And, boy, did you hear about that? I actually saw that. Amazing, right? It was like somebody Justin rimming a Tucker? basketball shot, like, around the rim, you know. It was crazy. Yeah, yeah. He 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 kicked a 66-yarder to win
0: the game in Detroit. The longest, I guess, the longest field goal of all time. Everybody says he's the best kicker of all time. Yeah, and it and it it boinked off of the crossbar and in instead of not going in. Yeah, and on the same day as a kicker for the for the Cardinals, tried a 68-yarder at the end of the half. Did you see what happened there? No. Yeah, against the Jacksonville Jaguars. The Cardinals kicker, I think it's Matt Prater, tried a 68-yard field goal on the last play of the first half. They said, figure, what the hell? Yeah, and by I... the way, to, to kick a 68-yard field goal, you're kicking it from the 42-yard line on the your own 42.
1: Oh, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, maybe I did see what happened, but go ahead. Yeah. It came up short. The Jacksonville Jaguar guy caught it
1: and then he returned it 108 yards for a touchdown uh, uh, the other way. Like, people always think that's a great play, and it is. You got to give him credit. Yeah. But essentially, your PAT team is out there trying to tackle it. That's right. That's so exactly it's, right. Yeah, so it's a bunch of guys who haven't made a tackle in 10 years. Didn't this happen in the
0: Auburn-Alabama yes, game a abs- few years ago, like the most famous yes. episode of that? Yep. Yeah, and that's the first guy thing goes I thought of. The guy goes and he stands underneath the, the goalpost, and if it comes up short, he catches it and yeah. he starts to run. And see as what well. happens. sure. Jacksonville Jaguars, best offense all year. It was <laughs> right. a guy that was catching a missed <laughs> field goal. So we could start there. We could start with college football. Your doggies went to... Uh, you know, went to overtime and beat California. They so did. They're, so they're undefeated in the Pac-12. They're on their way to the Rose Bowl.
1: That's right. Uh, you should have seen this. We can start there. When I got home from the from the fair at like ten o'clock, I hadn't seen the Husky game, and I'm looking at all these texts from this. I'm on a thread with a bunch of high school dipshit right, friends, like. Right. To, they were just absolutely destroying the Huskies. Like, I hope they lose yeah. the rest of the like, yeah. I, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. But they won. They won. Like, what the hell they, is everyone so They got pissed off, off to about. a great start. They had a good first half. Oh,
0: and then they held on for dear life in the second half and won in overtime. Yes.
1: A loss here, and I officially turn on them and hope they lose the rest of the way so we can blow out the shit show of a coaching that staff. That guy doesn't have to worry anymore. <laughs> he doesn't like, have to worry anymore. Yeah. So we can, we can start anywhere you'd like. Not the Seahawks. Gotcha. Not We're not with starting me. with the Seahawks. So, where, what do you choose? Uh, well, I, I want to actually go off the board. i, I want off to, the board. to tell sure. this story. Sure. Had, has your dog ever had a tick? Like a little bug, little tick. You know, fleas and ticks. You always say fleas and ticks. Yeah, I know fleas. I <laughs> don't right. know ticks. Right, exactly. I don't know from ticks. So, <laughs> the night before, Thursday night, our dog has this little gray thing on his face the size of a BB. I'm like, maybe it's a blood blister. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. Next Friday, Piper gets home from school and goes, What is that? She goes, Oh, I think that's a tick. I'm like, tick. How, how do you know what a tick is, first of all? <laughs> she knew and she was right. I, I sent pictures. Your dog had a tick. I sent pictures to the vet that go, Oh, yeah, that's a tick. How's 615? I was like, Well, take it. Now I'm horrified. There's
0: is a- it possible that you guys missed a round of medication? You know, they're supposed to take like regular medication for fleas and ticks. I Maybe. We go, we go out right to near your house to the, uh, for whatever reason, our doctor. We, there's, there's no doctors in Bellevue. Yeah, we no, got, no, no. We got to go an hour and a half to the doctor. <laughs> right. The dog has a special doctor. Yeah, yeah. The dog sees the doctor that our last dog saw. So there's some symmetry there. So sure. we go away. And we have to do this like every couple months we get this flea and tick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's smart. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually take a little of it too. Well, you should. Yeah. But you right. shower a lot, so you should I be don't fine. want to have
1: a tick. This thing is sticking halfway out its Ooh, face. I, I I'm that's horri- terrible. Mitch, I'm horrified by this. It's a bug living in his nose. Yeah. That's just living on his blood. I'm sorry. It was awful. So now I'm like, okay, I got my needle nose pliers out and I got my rubber gloves on because I don't want to get bit because yeah. it, it really hurts. Right. So I'm, I'm spooning him on the floor and I, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to grab this thing and I'm going to yank it out, this bug. Like I'm, I just, I needed oh. to get it out of it. I know. Oh, you're going to play doctor. Yes. But there's like whiskers. I'll probably pull the Did whiskers. Did you look on the internet to see the, the right method to do this? What kind of well, pliers you want to use? The vet <laughs> said people just pull them out sometimes. Okay. And I was like. But I'm, he still needs to go to the vet. Well. That's the thing. It's like, if I'm taking it to the vet anyway, just let them do it. So I, I bagged it. I do not want to get bit. Yeah, did they do it? They did it. They pulled it out. It was horrifying. Oh. We had dinner the following night with the father-in-law who grew up in like the Orlando area. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, well, our dogs had him. I would just take my, my lit cigarette and <laughs> oh! singe the back of oh! it. And then the bug would just back out. He goes, but you still have to then dispose of the tick. I, I don't oh, want to shit. do any of this. No, stop. <laughs> I don't want this. It was, like, it was like alien. It was freaking me out oh. that this thing's just living in its snout. And so some people are probably listening, going, "Oh yeah, it's not a big deal." I've seen tick. To me, it was a big deal. I've never seen a tick. I've, I've had never a lot of seen dogs. one. Yeah, right. And yeah, you I've grew up in Florida. A- no. What? Why is it? Well, I, I just said my father in law I- said he had them in Florida. Like ticks are a bigger thing on the East Coast, I guess. I, I have know. never seen a tick. Me either. I didn't know. I what I've never it was- seen a tick. I-, I thought it was like the- like it'd be like a flea size, but it was actually a little bigger. I kind of wanted to like see Like a worm. Him- well, no, just like a little bug. Like I don't know. I'm showing you with my fingers, but yeah, yeah. I, I kind of wanted to see him pull it out in a way. I don't know. I kind of wanted to see the. You wanted to do it. I did. You really wanted to do but it. But I didn't want to get bit. But they they put a muzzle on him. And, anyway, so yeah. it was like the worst. But people are probably listening. Uh, going, nah, not a big deal. Uh. Mitch, it was freaking me out. Okay. <laughs> this thing. Well, is everybody okay house? now? Yeah. Everybody he's, okay now? He's fine. Episode one hundred and sixty, along with the man who did
0: the Puyallup. I did. You did the Puyallup. I've been one time. We'll talk about that. You know the drill. Subscribe and rate us. We're available on all podcast platforms. Tell a few people about the show. Yes. In fact, you could do us a real big favor by going back. And just hitting play on all the shows that you have not hit play on, yep. believe me, that helps us. That helps our numbers. It helps the log or whatever. It helps us. You can become a Mitch Unfiltered patron at MitchUnfiltered.com. Five dollars a month gains you access to now five extra shows per week. We've signed up: Danny O'Neill, Slick Hawk, Jason Lock and Four, Peter King, Randy Mueller, Crab Cakes, Kenny Z, Joe Fan, Brady Anderson, Scott, and me. That's the that's the team. It's
1: a hell of a team. It's a hell of a Heisman house. Yeah, until the last two. It was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty good it up until then, good. yeah.
0: So it's episode 160. We'll get started here in a few moments. We're just kind of warming up. This is the T. We call this the T section. Yes, we do. Would you like me to go through my Snoqualmie Casino Week 3 action? <laughs> of course. I lost week one. Yep. I lost more. In week two, Are you doing the old tush method or no? And, I, and I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good about week three. Oh, you are. I was feeling really good about week three. I thought that Rick Neuheisel traditionally gets out to a, a slow start, and then yeah. he comes on like gangbusters. Oh, okay. He felt really good about his Iowa State pick, so I went there and I put the whole kitchen sink. You'll notice we don't have a kitchen sink <laughs> yes, now. Yes, I did on, uh, on Iowa State. So, but I, but I, I wanted to mention, I, I wanted to tell you a little bit about. Do you have this, the NFL scores up in front of you? Can I, you get the NFL scores? As a
1: matter of fact, I do.
0: Okay, Actually,
1: I want I you to have I the NFL sports. scores. up. Yeah.
0: So, I bet three games on co- in college football on Saturday, okay. trying to get my money back from the Snoqualmie Casino, and I had my Mongolian Grill. Oh, you did, which made me a winner. Sure. Regardless, yeah, yeah. I'm always a winner.
1: Fifty eight dollars for the Mongolian Grill is always a good <laughs> deal. Yes, yeah, whatever. It's a buffet. I'm you're one for. year from
0: getting the, the cheap deal. I'm fifty four. Once oh, I get up, yeah. they look at my ID and I try to I try to. Get the 55 year old deal. Never uh, works. Never works. I decided to do something in the NFL, since I'm now I'm now knee deep in, in betting football because it's legal now in the state of Washington. Sure. I decided to do something in the NFL that I've
1: never done. Have you ever bet teasers? Oh my gosh. I had this conversation. As we record this yes. morning with one of the dads on the football team okay. who says he loves teasers. Le- loves or teasers. Piper's basketball. Player. I
0: have never bet a teaser. Do you know how I feel about parlays? I've ever gone through this with you. The guy before. on the other
1: side of me said he makes a killing at parlays. and I wanted to give him your number so you can oh, talk about it. So you know down. how I feel about parlays. Yes. I have not bet a parlay literally probably in 35 years. Right. You think it's a sucker bet? Well, ridiculous. Because I,
0: I like to bet games in threes. Like, I'll give you an example. The college football slate, I bet three games. I bet all of them the same amount. I bet Rick Neuheisel's suggestion lost, Okay, and I bet two other games. Alabama, I've decided, I decided a couple weeks ago, I'm just going to bet Alabama every week and lay whatever it is and see if they go over 500. I have this theory, I have this thing in my mind, that (laughs) Alabama against the spread at the end of the season will be over 500. They were giving 45 points to – it's a lot. Who were they giving them to? It was not Ole Miss, obviously not Ole Miss, but it was uh, Southern Miss. Okay, they were given 45 points to Southern Miss, and I I gave 45 points, and they won by 49. So I there won that go. one. Okay. I won that one, and then I and then I bet UCLA minus four against Stanford, and I won that one. So wow. had I bet a three-team parlay, I go 67 percent against the spread, which nobody does. Yeah. I'm a loser, That's right? right? Yeah, So yeah. I bet them. I bet bigger money on each one individually, hope to go 2-1 and one and win, which I actually did on Saturday. Nice one. So now I'm a winner, and I'm thinking about how do I – And I, it's not like I went back. This, is all, this all happens on my one visit to the Snoqualmie yeah, yeah, Casino yeah. you know, when I'm having the Mongolian Grill. And I decide I'm going to bet teasers. I started talking to a couple of different people who like to bet football, and mm-hmm. they liked betting teasers. Yeah. And the reason they like betting teasers – do you know the reason why people like betting teasers? Can you explain to everyone what a teaser yeah, is? Yeah, sure I got to do know. that. I yeah, got to yeah. do that. So a teaser is you take the, the line of the game and you can you can buy essentially six more points, seven more points, yeah. and you can add it to either side, whatever you want. make side your own you line
1: essentially, right?
0: Well, you take the beginning line. So let's yeah. say the Seahawks are a three-point favorite over against a, a team, which maybe they should never be three-point favorite. We're not talking about the Seahawks. We're not talking about the Seahawks. If they're a three-point favorite... You got to lay three, and you bet the teaser, the six-point teaser. Let's say you bet a six-point teaser. You can take them plus three. They go from minus three, six points the other way. Now you get them plus three on the teaser. Now, of course, you can't bet a straight bet on that. You got to put that in a parlay. Right. Okay? That's the way it works. Unless at the Super Bowl uh, – for all intents and purposes, you got – so you get – you can bet up to two. You can bet two, three, four, five, six games where you get you're buying six points or seven points each time. Does that make yeah, sense yeah, so yeah, far? Yeah, we're with you. Okay. So I just, I've never done it before. Okay. Because in order to do it, you got to bet what? Parlays. Right. Which you hate. You got you got to bet yeah. a whole bunch of games or two or three or four or five, which I don't like doing because <laughs> I don't want to go like four and one yeah, well, on a five team teaser yeah. and lose after I go four and one, right? Which would happen. So I decided to take a little shot on teasers. Okay. Okay. And I bet three of them. I bet three $25 teasers on week three in the NFL. All right. And if you have the scores, I want you to, I want, I really don't know how I've done on these teasers. So I want you, to, I want you to tell me now. I'll tell you, I got to put my
1: glasses on. Here. Oh boy. You just do that at the, at the Mongolian grill. They'll definitely think you're 55 and older.
0: Two, two of the teaser cards. I put three teams on. So three yeah. team teasers, and so that's twenty. I put them. I put twenty five bucks on them. Okay. So it's twenty five bucks to win. I get a sixty five dollar payout if all three hit. Twenty five becomes sixty five. Okay. And then on the third teaser, I did a five team teaser. Whoo. Okay. And essentially, what I decided to do was on the last teaser, the five team teasers, take all the teams that I put on these, put them on on one teaser, make them five. Okay. Okay. Can you help me and tell me how I did on these things? <laughs> okay. All right. Can't wait. Here's a teaser card number one. I, I teased the Atlanta Falcons from three-point underdogs to nine-point underdogs. So I got Atlanta plus nine. How did I do on that game? Uh, Atlanta won by three. And that was getting nine. So yes. did I win or
1: lose? Uh, you won that one, yes. Okay.
0: Um, how am I doing on the Green Bay Packers game? I've got the Green Bay Packers plus ten. It's going on as we speak. I teased it from four to ten. How am I doing on that? They're uh, they're winning outright by three. Okay. And I only – so that's the second one. So I only have three teams on this team. On the third teaser, I decided the Kansas City Chiefs were six-and-a-half-point favorites. So I'm going to tease it down to to .5. I'm just going to bet that the Chiefs are going to beat the San Diego – the Los Angeles Chargers. That's the third and final game on this particular sheet. How'd they do? The Chiefs lost to the Chargers by six. Okay, so I lost that one. Yes. Which means I, I lose the teaser. Yes. All right, so that's the first teaser. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> Second teaser oh, is I decided that the Los Angeles Rams, mm. instead of getting one from the Bucks, I'm going to get seven. I'm going to tease it up to seven. How did I do on that? Oh, I the Rams seven. won by ten. Yeah, and I got seven, so I won by seven. Sure, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's a, on that teaser card. Huge. That's, that's the first one. Second one is I took the Tennessee Titans Instead of giving six and a half, I only gave a half. I only have to give a half a point to the Indianapolis Colts. How'd I do on that one? You give halves all day. They won by nine. Good. And the only other game on this one is the same Kansas City Chiefs game that I decided to take the Chiefs minus a half point because I figured they'll beat the Chargers. Oh, of course they I will.
1: Yeah, they so, went ahead and lost by six. Okay, so how did
0: I do on this one?
1: Oh, it's a I loser. hit two out of three and yeah. I lose her. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All
0: right, so now I got the last one, which is the five teaser. Let me oh. tell you what I get for that. $25 becomes 125 if I go five for five. Right. Okay. How did I do one on the Atlanta Falcons plus nine?
1: Oh, the Falcons—they
0: won by three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How did I do on the on the um, Tennessee Titans plus a half a point? One by nine. How did I do on the uh, the Los Angeles Rams plus seven? Uh, the Rams beat. Yeah, they won by ten. How did I do on how am I doing on the Green Bay Packers plus ten
1: tonight? Oh, pff, looking great. Okay, so that's four out of the five. I also put the Kansas City Chiefs oh, out. No. <laughs> the one, the one team, the one game. I
0: decided. Oh my. Gosh. Long story short. I decided I was going to bet three teasers with a bunch of different games, but the one constant I was going to put on all three teasers because I was convinced the Chiefs – you remember they lost to Baltimore last week? Yeah, sure. I figured, okay, if I can tease that down against the Chargers to a half, all they got to do is win the game. Right. So I put that one on all – I hit – if Green Bay hits, I hit every single bet on three parlay cards except for one – And I lose all three parlay cards. Now, do I have to explain to you why in 35
1: years (laughs) I have not bet parlays? I bet them straight. It's crazy. The guy who hates parlays more than anyone just got bit in the ass again.
0: All Kansas City had to do was win the game.
1: Yeah. Oh, you're a big winner. And I win all of them. I win all of them. Yep. That's unreal. Like. I just have so (laughs) many. What? What? You hate. I mean, why would you even get anywhere near that? I know you wanted to do the teaser thing. I wanted to do the teaser thing. But you knew that this would happen. Well, let me go back. Let
0: me go back to why people think the teaser is a good bet. We never talked about that because you asked me to explain what a teaser is. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you why people think it's a good bet. Okay. And I'm not, by the way, I'm not convinced that they're wrong. Okay. I'm going to try to... This is more of a mathematical thing, and we really should start the show. At some point, yes. Yeah, we really should start the show. Um, let me see if I can explain this in an e- easy way for Bellevue, for Bellevue State University. Okay. Well, what is it? Uh, East Eastgate State University. Yes,
1: or USC University of Southern Crossroads. That's right. Yeah.
0: Let's use an example. Let's say the Seahawks are a three-point favorite in a game. Okay. Okay. And let's say Vegas does very well with their spreads. Okay. And, and the spread lands close to three or four or two, and one side wins barely, right? Yeah. How often does that happen in the NFL, where the, spread, the game lands very close to the scarily spread?
1: scarily amount of times.
0: scarily amount yeah. of times. When that happens, what happens on the teaser bets? Let me see mm-hmm. if you can get this right. Let's say the Seahawks are favored by three and they win by four. Or let's say the Seahawks are w- uh, favored by three and they win by two. Okay. So they either win or lose real close to the spread. Yeah. What happens with the teaser bets? I don't know. Both sides win. Because if the Seahawks are favored by three and they win by four, yeah. and you take the Seahawks, you make them, you make them a three-point underdog. You, you, I'm losing. I feel like I'm losing you. A little bit. Go ahead, though. God, this no, no, is no. Go not ahead. that go hard. Ahead. This okay, is not fine, that go hard. ahead. I'm just not explaining it very That's well. That's
1: probably it. Okay, let me, let,
0: me, let me use a different one because three is a bad one. Let's say, okay, let's say a team A is a 10-point favorite over team B. Okay. Okay, and the and the game lands at 9 or 10 or 11, real close. Like okay. you just said, it's, scarily how, it's, it's scary yeah. how often it does. They right? made a deal with the okay. devil, yes. If you took the team on the teaser that was getting 10, what would you be getting if you bought six or seven points? You'd be getting what? What would you be getting? Yeah. What would your spread be? If you bet the team that's getting oh, 10 gotcha. points, yeah, yeah. what would your spread be if you were betting the team getting six extra points? It would be four. No, you would be getting 16. Oh, 16,
1: the other you'd way. You'd be gotcha. 16. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Would you win or lose if it landed at 9, 10, or 11? Would yeah, you, you win or lose? Yeah, you'd win. You win. Okay, how about if I, on the same game, decided to bet the other side, the team that's giving 10, yeah. I take the six and I make it four. Right. Right? And they win by 9. Do I win or do I lose? Uh, you, and it lands at 9, 10, or 11, real close oh, to you, the spread. You lose if it's four. How? I'm giving four, oh, it, and, I, yeah. and I win by 9 or yeah, 10 or 11. You win. You win. yeah, yeah. I win, yeah. and you and, win. Everybody wins. The point is is that when spreads, when, when football games fall close to the spread, all teasers win, no matter which side uh, you took. Interesting. Because okay. you took six points going one way. Right. I took six points and changed it the other way. We all win. So that's ah, the reason why I, okay. I, I'm kind of of the opinion that maybe. And and by the way, yeah. Well, I, I did six or seven games. I just and I went seven out of eight, but I, I just the one game that I keyed on, I lost all the way around. Have you done the math on what you would have won had you bet those all individually, those games? You can't bet them individually with the teasers. Oh, well, that's that's right. the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never do it if I if I could bet them individually <sighs> with the teasers because you're changing the point spreads.
1: But you hate. Uh, why would you even come anywhere near that world? I probably shouldn't have. I mean, how else was that going to go? Somebody who's railed against Me. parlays their whole yes. life. Yes. How else was that yes. going to go? Yes. And now we've completely
0: bored everybody <laughs> who doesn't have any idea about gambling and doesn't want to know about gambling. I
1: think it's so, interesting. I love to hear when you lose. Thank so you. So let's for get that. let's
0: get on with the show. Well, I lost and I lost big. Well, so, no, I didn't because I won my were, I won Saturday and I yeah. lost Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So I well, I lost a little. So that means you'll be back. Oh, p- I've now lost three straight. i got to get my money. I'm chasing. <laughs> i got to get my money just back. Just double it. That's just good math right there. How'd you do on Beat the Boys? Actually, we don't know yet, right? Uh, so far, one and one. Me too. Okay. And we both have the 49ers? Had, yes. Yeah, not good. I had
1: the Raiders. and
0: I had the Raiders who almost lost, yeah. probably should have lost to the Dolphins in their second string quarterback on yeah. a bad, bad no call, but we won't go there. Beat the Boys this coming week is week four. Here are the games. Browns at Vikings, Bucks at Patriots, Seahawks at Niners. Oh, we're doing that. I'm throwing the Seahawks in there. It's Niners week, isn't it? It's Beat the Boys presented by Fireside Home Solutions, who just did our new fireplace outside, and we love it. It's warming up our whole patio uh, area, firesidehomesolutions.com. Week four, Browns-Vikings, you got to pick the winner. Bucks-Patriots, you got to pick the winner. Seahawks-Niners, you got to pick the winner. Who'd you, So you must have had the Patriots as well? This past uh, this, this past, past week, week, yeah. We had the Saints and the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah, I had the Patriots. Yeah, that's so all right. Yeah.
1: That that felt like such an easy win. (laughs) Didn't it, though? Patriots, are are the the Saints that good? It wasn't even close, was
0: it? Oh, God. Yeah, I know. Anything to not talk about the Seahawks. All right, beat the boys. (laughs) Yes. Do you need a password? Yes, sir. Lasso. Oh, there you go. Are we loving it? I'm watching it. Okay. All right. I'm still in it. LASSO. Yeah, I'm losing a little bit of steam on Noir. it. Yeah. are. Yeah. Okay. LASSO is your beat the boys password for week four. Okay. okay. Guests, Brady and Joe, the Seahawks, no table. will break down the Seahawks' loss to the Vikings, so you and I won't discuss it too much. Rick Effing Neuheisel, that's right. He's a new name, <laughs> who's now O for 2021 in his picks. He's killing me with the Snoqualmie Casino. And 1989 U.S. Ryder Cup team member Kenny Green is back oh. with us to talk about the U.S. triumph in uh, in Wisconsin against the European team. They kicked their ass. Good. All over the place. USA! <laughs> That's right. Now I'm in. I'm all in. You see the two guys shotgunning the beers? No, I didn't. Yeah. They were shotgunning them? Do you know what shotgunning is? Because I don't even know what shotgunning is. I was going to say,
1: is. do you know what shotgunning is? I, I had
0: to look up the term. I didn't understand. Oh.
1: Chug. Chug. Two guys. No, 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 no. That's not what a shotgun is. Just chugging a beer is not a shotgun. What's a shotgun then? As far as I remember is you... You poke a little hole in the bottom of it. Yeah. And you put your mouth on that little hole in the bottom of the can, and then you open it, and it like flies down your throat.
0: I don't know because I couldn't. I don't think they did that. I think okay, they chugged it. Yeah, the they're beer. not getting
1: the key out yeah. and doing the whole thing. The but.
0: fans threw them two beers. The players at the yeah. first tee, they grabbed them and they started. They did. The, the, the place was going crazy. The first tee. Right at the first. Well, they weren't playing. They were just. Oh, okay. They were spectators. Good for them. Yeah. I like they it. They loosened up a little bit. <laughs> About time. And they kicked the Europeans' ass. <laughs> Good. Episode 160. So, Brady and Joe, Seahawks no table, Rick Effing Neuheisel and 1989 U.S. Ryder Cup team member Kenny Green. Episode 160 hot shot and it kicks off another week of expanded Mitch unfiltered content all in all We're up to six shows per week, including the patron shows, and it's not possible without Evergreen Golf Call. Tax advisors, certified financial planners, experienced portfolio managers working together to bring retirement, planning, taxes, and investments under one roof. EvergreenGK.com. More than just a financial advisor, Evergreen is everything wealth. Did you hear that Mark Few is about to have a new place to pick up some pizza? Zeke's is coming to Spokane, I kid you not. Tacoma, north to Bellingham, and now east to Spokane, Zeke's Pizza, homegrown here in the Northwest. Daniel's Broiler, another fabulously successful bourbon bash last week. Max worked it and has now shifted to the Lake Union location as he returns to the UW, and he reminds us that Daniel's has all kinds of positions available, full-time and part-time, danielsbroiler.com. It's official. Our brand new outdoor fireplace is warming our patio thanks to Fireside Home Solutions. These guys are fantastic. Start your search at firesidehomesolutions.com. Cross Country Mortgage nails it thanks to their new team in Kirkland, headed by Jordan Flowers. And now, with access to some new construction loan products that are second to none, how much can you save every month on a refinance? 425 8902957 that's Cross Country Mortgage and episode 160 begins right now
3: unfiltered
0: it is a full system meltdown. I don't think anybody is more to blame than anybody else in the second half and overtime. Where would you like me to start? Yeah. I'll tell you what, you could spin the wheel. The wheel's got offense on it, it's got defense, it's got special teams, and it's got coaching. Unfiltered. What planet is Pete Carroll on? What planet is are any of these coaches on that don't take timeouts on defense? You have to take, it's not like you're helping them out. I just asked you if you're helping them out by taking taking timeouts and you said no because they got 154 and two timeouts themselves yeah what the hell is he doing
3: mitch is unfiltered
0: episode 160 is now underway you did the puyallup i did can we talk about the puyallup before the seahawks Oh, we are talking about the Seahawks. It turns out very okay. little. All right, <laughs> you and I, very little. You watched it on your phone, and I don't want to talk
1: about it. So I went. Yes, I went to the Puyallup Fair yes. with the father-in-law and my wife and this my daughter. This is an
0: annual ritual. The annual four ritual. Four of you go.
1: Yes, right? they all yeah. love that. Everyone loves the fair. Yeah, and it was not so, everyone loves the fair. No, no, in, in our in our group. Okay, we all love it. We look not forward. Not everyone loves. Not the everyone fair. loves the fair. Yes, I understand. <laughs> and every year I get so excited. I start thinking about what I'm going to eat. Like I just I. Just say, forget it. I'm eating yeah. whatever. I don't, I don't right. care. Right. I'm going to go Quake Burger. Maybe oh. I'll split that with Piper so I don't get too full. Yeah. I got to go crusty Pup at some point. Yeah. Funnel cake. Maybe a little ice cream. I'm just going to go for it. I don't care. If I see fried butter, I'm, I'm in. I'm hitting it. I'll probably eat one and throw the rest away, but I'm, I'm in. I'm in for all of it. Yeah. And then it always turns into, what do I end up eating? Whatever has the shortest line. Every single freaking year. The exact
0: reason why <laughs> we went to the fair one time. The, the boys were young. We thought this was going to be a good idea. We went on like a
1: Saturday. Oh, forget about it. It was Saturday, yeah.
0: We parked in somebody's backyard. Oh, yeah, sure. We walked to the fair. We thought this was going to be... And, and then the lines were just crazy. And we spent hours and hours at the fair. We wanted to go on rides. We hardly went on rides. No, you can't. We hardly ate. And I got back in the car and I said to myself, Self, you know, this is okay if you're at Disney World. I'm not doing the long lines in Puyallup, Washington. God love Puyallup, Washington. (laughs) God love the Hewards. All yeah, right. <laughs> God love Puyallup High School. Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. I'm not doing the whole six eight-hour day riding on three rides oh. and getting one elephant ear yeah. in eight. I'm not doing that. Yeah, that would I, be— And I've never been back since. That
1: would be three more rides than we were able to go on. I, the lines were as long as I've ever seen them. I heard people complaining why, everywhere. Why? Do, why? I think they were, they, and they're they not—the the rides aren't even that good. Uh, well, t- Are they? Take your life in your own hands going on some of these Are rides. Are they dangerous? I don't know that they're dangerous, but, I mean, who's putting them together? Some meth head who forgot to put a <laughs> cotter pin in from Fantastic. I mean, I, I don't know, man. I just they, they look a little oh. sketchy. Some of them, but I, I'm thinking to myself, who has who has this kind of time to go on the rides? Because everyone's in the lines are so long. It would take you two hours to go on some shit ride that's not even that good, right?
0: Yeah. Who's got the that, time for this? That lasts how long? You stand in the line for two hours and then you go yeah. on a ride that lasts how long? Yeah,
1: 90 seconds, two
0: minutes. So you know. go to Disney World and you go with that. That's that's part of the deal. Exactly right, right? yeah. You go you up with it. the mindset yeah. that that's
1: what that is. But it's a big payoff because the ride's great. Well, Sometimes. Usually, usually
0: pretty good. But, sometimes. And the
1: line always moves at Disneyland, right? It's always just kind of moving. You get sort Maybe, of distracted. Kind of, sort of. And now they have the app. It tells you how long the wait is. I don't know about it's, that. It's a whole yeah. new world now at yeah. Disneyland. A whole new world, it's, yes. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Yeah, so you can, like, look at the app. Oh, only eight minutes at uh, Indiana Jones. Let's, Let's go to Indiana Jones. And by the time you
0: get there, it's 80 minutes. That's
1: exactly right. <laughs> So, yeah, we, we did the fair. The Lions, uh, they must have been short staffed. It was like the first year we didn't get scones. Like we looked at the Lions like That's just, we're just, we just can't. We're out. We're not doing that. I waited in line for probably an hour to, to shoot baskets to try to win a stupid stuffed animal. And the, the small basket yeah, where, the oval, the ball,
0: where the ball hardly doesn't even you, fit in it. You right? can't
1: get a dollar bill in between <laughs> the ball and the rim. But guess who got it in? Guess who made it in? This fella. Come on. Listen to this. So there's a big sign that says no rebound shots. Like it can't bounce up, hit the stuffed animal, then go in. They, or it can't bounce and go into another like it's hoop. it's
0: going to do that. Yeah, okay.
1: So they have rules, you yeah, know. Yeah. God forbid they give you a $3 yeah. stuffed animal that you paid $800 for, right? They yeah. couldn't just do that. Right. So I shoot one of them, and it, I, it misses. And I just go, crap. And I walk away. And then I hear, hey! It bounced off the wall, and it went in. And the guy gave it to us anyway. So I'm a hero. I was very happy that that guy put the, put his rules aside just for a second and gave us an enormous stuffed animal. Very Was it, it enormous? Yeah, it was really big.
0: You Years. know, there's a you know the rule at the Puyallup? you can take an enormous stuffed animal that you won yeah. and trade it for frontline passes for the remainder of the night front line at any ride, at, at any, ride, I wish. At any oh. restaurant for any food. All you got to do is take the stuffed animal <laughs> yeah. to the front of the park. Yeah. They give you this little card, mm-hmm. and that gets
1: you to the front of every line the oh, rest of the evening. That would have been so worth it. Why didn't you do it? Well, I, first of all, that's not a thing. <laughs> Second of all, if it was a thing, I would have ah. done it. It's cr- like, oh, I, I, was behind, I was in line inside. Just so just, what did you eat? I don't even know. Oh, I think it was- Did the, you have um, Corn? No, I'm not. I don't the do buttered that. corn. It looks good, but again, the forget about it. everything. Was packed every year. I, 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 oftentimes we go to barbecue. My father-in-law and I, yeah, because my wife doesn't eat meat. My daughter's not into that. But barbecue was packed. So I got a, like a bratwurst because there was hardly anyone oh, at the bratwurst. So I know. Point and a big brick of fries Dis- that were like, Meh. but then next year it'll come around. I'm like, I can't wait for the fair. Woo I get excited every year for. I it. don't. <laughs> I know. And it's, part of me likes I the don't. whole the whole hour. Oh, by the way. Two hours to get there. Why? From Snoqualmie. Why What day did you go? Saturday at like yeah. two. I mean, it was 80 degrees out. It's the day before it ends. Is your is your daughter excited about the fair, or is she at the age now? She's like, well, whatever. She if loves we go, it. Oh, she, she says does. she loves it still, yeah. so I, okay. I think she does, and she wants to play all that. She's okay. at the age where she can actually get the ball to the hoop, so she likes playing that, and we had to wait yeah. in line for freaking ever. There was a guy in front of us. So you, you scan your little ticket. You get three three balls for like 18 tickets. It's such a yeah. great deal. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so he misses his 3, gets his card out. Boop. 3 more. Misses his 3, gets his card out. Boop. Three and by the way, he's not shooting them fast. This guy's got to rebound it. It's a whole He must have been 45 minutes in you Are you, of you him. allowed to do that? I, Keep going. Apparently, you can just You don't shoot go to the back of 4, the line. 4,000 shots while everybody's waiting. Every time I saw him put his hand in his pocket to get his little card out, I wanted to choke him. Like, dude, can we just <laughs> I see his hand going for his he pocket. could be a patron. He was pretty young, and he probably could have kicked my ass, so I didn't say anything, but he was a big kid. I see his hand going to the pocket. I was like, Jesus, seriously, you're what? going you're going to the pocket
0: again. Do they do the big chicken leg at the Puyallup Fair? turkey leg, yeah. Oh, I don't like that. You don't like looking at it, or you don't, don't like li- the way it tastes? I would never... Okay. Well, you love turkey. I would never taste it, A. You don't like turkey? I love turkey. But- I would never taste a... F- I would never taste a fair's turkey. Oh, it's, okay. it's really good. I've no, had no. it before. It is the most – watching people walk <laughs> oh, around – That's different than oh, how di- it tastes. That's why I won't taste it. I mean, it's revolt. <laughs> watching somebody walk around a fair with a big <laughs> Ryan,
1: turkey leg is are you, disgusting. Are you King Arthur it's all of us?
0: absolutely
1: <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, I know. Yeah, the, the big turkey legs. and The, the, the food looked great. I, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know how it was. I would love to have tried a bunch of different foods. It was impossible.
0: I'm here to tell you that the Seahawks lost 30-17 to 17 to the Minnesota Vikings. The Niners are next. The Seahawks are 1-2. and two. We're going to have a whole thing on the uh, Seahawks no table coming up, so we'll talk about it with the boys. But uh, I, I don't know what you want me to say. Uh, I picked the Vikings. You know I picked the Vikings to win, although it was did. not that I won any money or anything. Right. Not that it helps. Those but, are the ones you win. <laughs> but I, 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 I suspected, and I'm not – I'm not Nostradamus here. I get more wrong than I get right. But from the offseason all the way to now, I suspected that the Seahawks' Achilles heel was going to be their pass defense. And I think we saw on Sunday exactly what this pass defense is going to be against good pass offenses. and it's, Teams that, that have was, good wide receivers and a good quarterback. And that's Kirk Cousins, by the way. Kirk Cousins.
1: right? I, mean, I think he's pretty good. A lot I, of people okay. do he's, he's pretty good, yeah. I think he's better than pretty good. Okay. Per, personally. But that's not Patrick Mahomes out there carving him up. No, no. He's a pretty good quarterback, but come on, that's Kirk Cousins out yeah, there. but he,
0: had wide, he has good wide receivers. He has two really good wide receivers. And the Seahawks are just – they're just terrible in the secondary in oh, terms and, of
1: pass coverage.
0: Okay, so – We've been talking about this since the offseason. They let Shaq Griffin go, which I was in favor of because it was too much yeah, money. Yeah, probably wouldn't have helped Well, it would have helped. If Shaq Griffin were on this team, they'd be better. A little. But I wouldn't have paid him what Jacksonville did. I said it then. I'll say it now. I'm I'm glad they let Shaq Griffin go. But then they just botched the whole – when I say they, John Schneider and Pete Carroll Mm -hmm. botched the whole cornerback offseason. They completely botched it from beginning to end. It was okay to let Shaq Griffin go, but then they identified Akello Witherspoon From the 49ers as the guy that was, they were going to pay some money to come in and start. He came in, played the preseason. They cut him. They were so disappointed with him. So that didn't work out. They drafted Trey Brown. He hasn't played yet, so I can't rag on Trey Brown, but he hasn't really played. They went out and got Sidney Jones. They traded for him. They traded, you know, a cup of coffee for him. Yeah. And so he hasn't played yet. I don't know. They they just, they've got, they've got, they overestimated DJ. Everybody thought DJ Reed was so good last year. I think that's a big one. Well, last year, you'll remember, you were sitting across from me. I was like, I don't know. Is he that good? Yeah. I mean, we, we went to the off season last year thinking, oh, DJ Reed. They really found a diamond in the rough yeah. with DJ Reed. I'm like... I was one of them. I loved him. I don't know. Yeah. I, he was okay. I mean, he was good. Does that mean he's going to be really... I mean, they got him off the scrap heap from San Francisco. Yeah. How good could he really... Doesn't look very good to me. Trey Flower stinks. DJ Reed stinks. I don't
1: know. I'd rather have J.R. Reed out there playing J. quarterback. <laughs> I was just going to ask you, how did the uh, Jamal Adams big play watch go? I had trouble seeing it on my little phone. Lot- lots of big plays back there? I'm just asking. I, I couldn't see it that way. Nobody well. made any big plays back there. Okay. In that secondary. Yeah.
0: He, yeah. I, no sacks. He's not a great coverage guy to begin with. Okay. That's what everybody says anyway. Right. And, yeah. You know, they're just, you know, they couldn't stop him. They, they just couldn't stop. And th- the guy threw for 30, the guy threw 38 times. Kirk Cousin threw 38 times. He completed 30 passes out of 38. Wow. Three touchdowns, 323 yards. And on your little phone, how many of the 30 completions on your little phone yeah. did you see were really tough catches in traffic? Oh, how many times yeah. did you see that?
1: It looked like seven on seven out there at times. Yeah. There wasn't
0: one that I can remember. Okay every one of the 30 catches were like you and i could have thrown the ball to. Yeah. Them. They didn't have to be Kirk Cousins or Russell. They're wide open. They're being given all this cushion. They're playing 7, 8, 10, 12 yards off of these guys so they don't get beat deep. So they so on third and 6, they run out 6 yards and they go to the sideline and the ball's there and it's an easy completion for a first down. They completely non-competitive, the Seahawks pass defense. Completely not. And so now you ask, okay, how was the pass rush? Did they at least get well they throw they throw quick. If you throw quick stuff, your pass rush is never going to really get home. It's nullified. And, yeah, and most of the stuff that they threw were not long developing plays. He just went back to pass, and he threw the ball. that the, just defensive backs not even in the picture. Yeah, it was just awful, just awful. And I, you know, people will get on the the offense. They only scored seventeen points. He had such a great first half and a bad second half. Again, like they did with the Titans. There's certain things that go wrong in a game where you can look at the talent and look at the situation and say, okay, that could get better as you go along, right? Am I wrong about that? Yeah. You look at Russell Wilson. I mean, he didn't have a bad day. He had a pretty good day. You look at their offense. You look at Chris Carson, and you say, okay, offensively, they could be fine going forward. Right? You tell me, are these corners going to all of a sudden next week against the 49ers be able to play? Right. Really? Is Ken Norton going to coach these guys up? Is the defensive backfield coach going to be... A- in, in five weeks, are we going to be saying, oh my God, look at Trey Flowers. He's really good now. He really turned a corner. Right. I don't see how this changes. I don't either. So maybe you try Sidney Jones and bless Austin or you go out and you trade before the deadline. I don't know when the deadline is. You go, otherwise, I think when they run up against offenses that have good wide receivers and a decent or better quarterback, this is what's going to happen. You're either going to have to outscore them or you're going to lose. Now, they can beat... I'm not sure they will. They can beat the 49ers with Garoppolo, a quarterback, and their wide receivers. They can beat Jacksonville. They can beat Chicago. They can beat Detroit. There's a number of teams on their schedule mm-hmm. that don't have the parts to to magnify the deficiencies of the Seahawks' defense. Right. There are plenty of teams that they'll play that they'll be able to beat that way. But when they run into the Rams... Yeah. With those with those receivers and and Matt Stafford who's red hot oh, when they run into Cooper other teams, Cup. when they run into the Cardinals with DeAndre Hopkins and yeah. those when they run into all these teams that have good wide receivers and a quarterback, they're in trouble because they can't stop anybody through the air and it's it's widely known now in the NFL. Widely known. The Seahawks cannot stop good receivers in the NFL. So, we'll see.
1: After the Seahawks scored on that first drive that looked great. Yep. And then I I read that I saw the Vikings score. They answered right away. The Vikings, I read, never got to third down on that first drive of theirs. They never got to third down. That's how effective they were. So people are saying, you know, well, they just, you know, they had a good first half. Well, not defensively, really. The Vikings looked like they were moving the ball at will. Oh, they
0: completely like, moved the ball at will the
1: whole game. They never got to third down on that drive.
0: Well, they hardly like, had to punt the whole game. They hardly had to Two. punt the whole game. Two, Two punts.
1: punts. Yeah, and one of them was they were trying to – Yeah. Yeah, it's like run the clock down, right? That's right. Yeah, so really, right. they warm. weren't even trying
0: to get a first down right. that time. That's right. right.
1: So I, I, I don't know what to tell you. So is this back to Ken Norton talk every week now about how it's his problem, and or or is he doing the best he can do with what Schneider gave him?
0: I don't think Ken Norton is very good. Okay. The corners that Ken Norton has been given by Pete Carroll and John Schneider are terrible. Yeah, they've got the worst collection of corners in the national football league hmm. i say that like i really know everybody's corners I know you're I saying, really yeah yeah maybe i don't know everybody's corners but okay they've got one of the five worst collection of corners in the national football league and i don't know how that changes yeah and i don't know what you can do to coach scheme or or to cover or to hide that they're out there right and they got to do the job and and i don't see how that's going to change they are who we thought they were they are, who are they, they are who I thought they were. Yeah. Everybody thought DJ Reed was this, you know, next coming.
1: Really? Thought, he showed me something. I thought he'd be pretty good, but. He yeah. stunk out there on Sunday. Did he? Yeah. Stunk. Yeah. Stunk. So, I don't know. It's not very encouraging.
0: Not very encouraging. You're going yeah. to have to go out and outscore those teams. Right. And, and on Sunday, they were not able to outscore the Vikings. And the previous Sunday, they were not able to outscore the Titans. And that's why they're one and two. And that brings up yeah, and, and I know that people are going to say, Mitch, what you're just talking about the pass defense. They were they couldn't stop the run either. Yeah, they were. They were <laughs> don't, please don't forget that. <laughs> no, no, they were god. I don't I don't want to I don't want to cover that. They were god awful defensively. They were god awful. Okay. They they were terrible against the run. They were terrible terrible against the pass. However, I think that that can be better. I think they can be okay. I think there's a chance. You ask me, can they improve in the secondary? I don't know how they do. Yeah, Can they improve as a run defense? I, I think they could get their run defense together Okay, if they had to. I think they've got enough front seven people that they could be okay in run defense. I just don't know how, unless they do something dramatic before
1: the deadline. Mm. And who,
0: by the way, what team out there is just going to be trading off right. great corner, like pro bowl level corner. That's what they need in right. a pro bowl cornerback.
1: Right. The Rams are going to give Jalen Ramsey away. Maybe the this, C-
0: pa- the only thing is you go back to the Patriots. They have that one guy. Yeah. Patriots lost again on Sunday. He's, he's, you know, he's squawking. He wants a new contract. He's pretty good. And yeah. maybe, maybe they can go get him. I don't know if they can or they can't.
1: But. And it, it's, it's frustrating. Like you said, because typically you can protect the corners by having a good pass rush. But if he's throwing it, if he's getting, if the quarterbacks are getting rid of it quickly, because they know yeah, so now what? You're just stuck. It doesn't matter. He could have four Lawrence Taylors back there, but if he's throwing it in two seconds, what and, does it matter? And
0: memo: you don't have four
1: Lawrence Taylors. <laughs> By the <back> way, <laughs> that's true. Okay. Yeah. You've got a uh,
0: a handful of guys who are all capable, but you don't have one stud who's gonna you who can count yeah. on for 14 or 15 sacks. Right. Uh, you got a bunch of guys who can get seven or eight. You don't have one stud. And Daryl Taylor's not. He had the only sack of the game on Sunday for the Seahawks, but I don't think he's Lawrence I don't think Lawrence Taylor's coming through that door anytime soon yeah so
1: that's it that's so what I, I mean this is so is this a 500 team I mean I know it's not doomsday yet but I mean they're one and two they can't stop it what happened we should go back and look what happened last year when they turned the defense around what was different remember they had the worst defense in the history of the NFL for like six weeks or maybe longer, I don't they know. They went
0: out and they got Carlos Dunlap. They added a pass rush. They got started getting to the quarterback okay. a little bit. But again, I'll, I'll, I'll point out, and I don't want to make Shaq Griffin out to be frickin' uh, Champ Bailey. Yeah. He's not. But but Shaq Griffin on this team would be 10 times better than any other corner they have. Yeah,
1: that's fair. Okay. He makes so, you better if he's on this team.
0: Yeah. He's not worth what he's being paid in Jacksonville. I don't even think the people in Jacksonville think that he's worth what they're paying him in Jacksonville. Yeah. But he was their best corner by far. He wasn't just an okay, maybe better than okay guy, but he was their best corner by far. And now you don't have him, and you just got a bunch of nothings out there. And Trey Flowers, I I hate to keep coming back to Trey Flowers. People on the internet and people on social media, oh, he's much better than anybody gives him credit for. He's just a punching bag on, this is what Twitter's all about. We just take guys and we we understand. The guy stinks. I mean, Ray Charles could watch oh, no. the game and see that the guy—he he doesn't even—he's—he's he's so scared of getting up on a guy. I mean, he doesn't even press a I guy. I, I mean, see he, that all he gives the time. up eight and ten. Yeah. Just guys catch the ball in front of him so often. Yeah, it's—it's it's like laughable. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Yeah. People, right. people think he's a great open field tackler, but he might be a pretty good open field tackler. But he he has to all the time because he's now letting the person right in front of him catch it. So then he's got to run up and make the tackle. There you go. (laughs) Every time. There you
0: go. Brady and Joe, uh, Rick Neuheisel, Kenny Green talking about the U.S. Ryder Cup team. We'll talk about a number of different things in our other stuff segment that's not Seahawks related. We'll have some fun. (laughs) We'll let our hair down. We'll pretend the Seahawks are not one and two with a game against (laughs) the 49ers. Okay? All right. So here I am having a good week, feeling all great about myself. And then... Here she comes. There's no better person to remind me of my limitations than Katie Versio, Senior Financial Planner of our partner at Evergreen GovCall. Hi, Katie.
4: Hi, Mitch. Thanks for having me back.
0: Thanks for being back. Three questions more. And the theme today is
4: tax reform so this is a big hot topic in the news this year the house just a few weeks ago recently released updates to their proposed legislation and this is especially relevant for us in 2020 evergreen acquired a tax firm Mm -hmm. so with the help of evergreen sterling cooter we put together a few questions yes
0: i knew that i knew about the acquisition of the tax firm let's go question number one i'd like to hit one out of the ballpark one of these days. Uh, go ahead.
4: All right, so the first question, the proposed maximum tax rate is increasing to thirty nine point six percent, starting at four hundred thousand dollars for individuals or four hundred and fifty thousand for married couples. What's the current maximum tax rate? Is it thirty percent thirty two percent thirty seven percent or thirty eight percent?
0: Well, it's not thirty. It's either 32 or 37. I'll say 32%. Oh, you
4: sh- it was actually 37%. <laughs> in this proposal it would go from 37 to okay.
0: 39.6. Got it. So it's up 2.6% in the highest bracket. Question number 2.
4: All right. This this might be one for you. This is true or false. Oh. <laughs> so this proposal repeals 1031 real estate exchanges, which allows you to sell investment real estate and defer capital gains tax by rolling it into another property. Is that true or false?
0: Sounds true to me.
4: It's actually false. Oh. Yes. It was uh, in the original proposal. They were recommending repealing it, but it is not in this version. So holders of Investment real estate can hold a sigh of relief.
0: Okay, I'm 0 for two. I've got one last shot to get off the schneid and at least hit 333. Go ahead, Katie Versio.
4: Okay, so this proposal recommends increasing the top capital gains rate from 20 to 25 percent. What is the starting date for this increase under this proposal? So is it starting January 1st, 2021? So going all the way back to the beginning of the year? April 30th, 2021, September 13th, 2021, or January 1st, 2022.
0: September 13th. It's just too obscure of a date for you to throw at me. Where would you come up unless it's your birthday or something? I'm going, I'm going September 13th. I'm trying to read you, Katie.
4: All right. Well, you got that one. You read me pretty well. (laughs) Yes. So that was actually the date that the House released this updated legislation. So any gains that are incurred after that date will be effective at the new rate.
0: That's fantastic. All right, I went one for three. And how do we find out some information if we want to know more about the tax firm that you guys acquired several months back?
4: Yes, so anyone interested can reach out to me directly at my email, K-V-E-R-C-I-O at evergreengovcal.com or visit our website at evergreengk.com.
0: And Govcall is G-A-V-E-K-A-L. Evergreen Govcall is everything wealth.
3: Unfiltered.
5: And again, back to the run. Gaping hole for Carson. Into the secondary. Galloping for the end zone and a touchdown. 30 yard score, and Chris Carson puts another 15 yards on as he runs halfway up the tunnel. Madison in motion,
0: fake the give, Cousins throws for the end zone, it's Jefferson who's got the touchdown.
5: From the 43 on fourth down, pocket collapsing, Wilson airing it deep, got a man open in the end zone and it's knocked away. Intended for Penny Hart.
6: There's a really long season. There's a lot of games to be played, and we got to make sure that we get right and get better, and improve, and make some, uh, you know, make some adjustments so that we don't. It doesn't look the same as it did. Um, we need to see four quarters consistent football uh, enough to get a win.
0: Seahawks no table time, or is it Seahawks no win time? Joe Fan in Las Vegas. Brady Henderson in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The score 30 to 17 Hawks defense. No answers. And if you know any good people, good workers in search of a job, tacotimenw.com/careers, a 15-minute virtual interview does the trick. Great incentive programs offered by Taco Time up to $5,000 signing bonuses for certain positions. Uh, Brady we will start with you, just as simple as the Seahawks made it easy. For the vikings offense without its start dalvin cook or is there other some other explanation for the 13-point loss in minneapolis
7: plenty of blame to go around as there usually is but i think especially in this game most people are probably going to focus on the fact that their defense and their cornerbacks in particular uh, got worked and they really did and trey flowers and dj reed both had some pretty interesting comments afterwards that i think we should get into but i don't think their their pass rush gave those guys enough help they couldn't stop the screen game that Minnesota was kept going to and as much as people are going to focus on their offense or on their defense I mean their offense was held without a point in the second half um, continuing a pretty bizarre trend of them starting strong and then either fading away or like in this game disappearing entirely it's one of these weird deals because it's a a 180 of what we've seen from their offense in years past where remember how it would routinely slog its way through the starts of games and then catch fire it's been a completely different this year and it's again one of several reasons why they're one and two and really face what i think is a a crossroad their seasons at a crossroad as much as it can be in week four of a season um, they are very much
8: at a potential make or break point yeah i couldn't agree more It's shocking. I can't believe the Seahawks, even though they didn't have the ball a whole lot uh, in the second half, even though the defense was was giving up long, sustained drives to the Vikings. They had under 50 yards in the second half. They've scored six points over the course of the last two games in the second half. It's inexplicable for a team that's led by a future Hall of Fame quarterback loaded with weaponry with an offensive coordinator who seems to, to pull all the right strings in the first half of these games uh, so far through three weeks of this season. It's really ugly. Defensively, it's ugly. You know, Jordan Brooks getting pulled for Cody Barton. You go down the list and, and there's just such a lack of impact players from a draft pick standpoint right now, especially on the defensive side of the football, um, that I do think it is it is plenty time to panic. Jamal Adams is a non-factor for the most part. Um every, you know, the the passes that, that were incomplete for Minnesota were either drops or or Kirk Cousins just missing guys. Russell Wilson is still getting pressured at a ridiculous rate. So the offensive line woes aren't aren't fixed. It's uh it, we're just we continue to see it. It's explosive player bust offensively, and it's a defense that that is just so um Deficient of any sort of spark-type player or um, you know game-changing-type player who can help kind of steady everything on that side of the football. So it's really bad right now. I don't think you can overstate it.
0: Is any of the offensive problems in the second half, can they be explained by the fact that they don't have the ball and they go 15, 20, 25 minutes? I mean, the Vikings and then the Titans a week ago, they get the ball and they hold the ball for eight or ten minutes.
8: But part of that's their own fault because they go three and out too. I mean it goes both ways. I mean part of the ball or part of that the point of having the ball is keeping it when you do get it and they they couldn't do that. Yes there's a side of it that you can point to the defense saying they're not doing a good enough job of getting off the field, but you know, the offense certainly isn't doing a very good job of keeping the defense on the sideline either.
0: So Brady where do we go from here? You're not gonna change the quarterback, you're not gonna change the running back, you're not gonna change the offensive coordinator You're probably not going to change much of the offensive line. On the defensive side of the football, we talked about it on the last No Table for the patrons back earlier in the week, you can try some of these other corners. I I, I have a hard time focusing on the offense as bad as they were in the second half when I'm watching a quarterback throw the ball 38 times, complete 30 of them, and in just about every completion, the wide receiver is wide open. I mean, literally five, six, seven yards. They never had to make a tough catch all day on Sunday. At what point do you try something else if you're the Seahawks? Now, three days ago, I mean, in time for this game against
7: the Vikings. And, you know, I asked Pete Carroll, what's keeping Sidney Jones off the field? And the implication in that question was if he couldn't get off the field in this game when D.J. Reed and Trey Flowers are getting worked as badly as they were when is he ever going to see the field? The, the question to Carroll was, "What's keeping him off the field?" And Carroll's answer was, I think, telling. He said, "Not much," uh, meaning they're at a point where they really have no other choice. And he actually said that they they had sort of talked about getting him uh, in this game against Minnesota for whatever reason they didn't again because if there was ever a time to give one of the to relieve one of those guys, it was in this game. Now I mentioned the interesting comments that Flowers and DJ Reed both had and. Both of them said it's a scheme thing, and they both kind of defended it. Flowers especially defended the way that he played. And, it's
0: a scheme and thing.
7: It's a, it's scheme. a scheme thing, and, and yeah, and he said what he means by that is he said that there seems to be some confusion among him and other guys on defense as to how they're supposed to defend certain routes. And I, I wonder if there's something to that because you mentioned how wide open guys were. This did not look exactly like Devonte Adams two years ago in that brutal playoff game, which was one of the toughest games I've ever seen a cornerback play when Trey Flowers got repeatedly beaten by Devontae Adams. He was getting beat juked. He just couldn't keep up with Adams and there was some of that. I mean DJ Reed got beat um, on that touchdown to Justin Jefferson. He got juked pretty badly on a double move, but as you said by and large this was guys just being open and it, it, it seemed like a scheme coverage issue. So We'll see what that means. I mean, I don't know if that, that's, that's necessarily going to help either those guys stay in the starting lineup. I can't imagine Pete Carroll is happy uh, hearing those guys say that publicly, but I, I, I have to wonder if he's onto something there. And that's not to say that he's played well enough aside from that to warrant staying in the starting I got lineup. A hard I time. do wonder if there's something about that.
0: Joe, I got a hard time with that. I don't know if you do. I got a hard time with using scheme as the excuse here.
8: I think it's comprehensive. I mean, I. I You could have argued Ken Norton should have should have been, you know, let go a year ago. He got saved from a second half resurgence led by Jamal Adams, Carlos Dunlap and a really soft schedule of bad offenses and bad quarterbacks that, again, not to take away what they did the last half of the year. But but certainly now that feels like more of a storyline, given how bad it's been out of the gates this year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got to put your hand up. And I think I saw the quote someone tweeted it of, you know, Trey Flowers kind of saying, listen, I'm not Richard Sherman. Y'all you know, are expecting me to be, you know, a future Hall of Famer. And then this, this is not who I am, unfortunately. And I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's hard to address and face the music um, when things go that poorly and when they have to be the faces of, of you know, talking to the media in terms of what's going on like so what what do you want them to say just say hand up i, I suck i'm yeah. terrible I, uh, yeah
0: no hand i mean but hand up it's you know, on I, me i wasn't good today i gotta be better i gotta
8: work on it i think I, but I, I think that was said too i mean Stray flower said he had was. to go watch more film and more of every you know I, I don't think they're absolving themselves of all you know criticism and blame but i, I again whether they should be saying it publicly or not Ken Norton should be under the microscope. I mean, he's been he's been in Seattle long enough to where there shouldn't be any confusion about what the scheme is. Pete Carroll is a defensive head coach. This is his defense. And if he's not if if he's not able to to coach defensively anymore than I at that point what is he doing what is he bringing to the table and you really have to start you know Brady talks about the crossroads you're not just at a crossroads for this season and I, I, I've been saying it for months in conjunction with so many other people Brady included this isn't just a crossroads for like where's this season gonna go it's where is the future of this organization headed this is this was always going to be A a crucial season for the Pete Carroll, John Schneider, Russell Wilson era of this franchise's history. And now they're starting one and two. And Russell Wilson is still getting hit more than most quarterbacks, getting pressured at a higher rate than most quarterbacks. A defense that can't stop anybody. Guys are confused about uh, their roles, apparently. Fans want Ken Norton Jr. hired. It's like as much as things change, they stay very much the same. Only this time they don't have late game heroics to, to pull them through. So this is crazy. Again, you don't want to throw the word panic out there too soon less than a month into the season. But like you're getting there, you got to at least locate the button. You don't have to maybe press it yet at one and two. But like, you got to find it and, and put it on your desk and say, we're ready at any moment's notice to, to hit that button.
7: And just to put a bow on the DJ Reed Trey Flowers conversation, DJ Reed, when asked what happened, he said, quote, they schemed our asses up. You know, he. I think he caught himself and finished that response by saying that we have to play better. Uh, and when I think I asked Trey Flowers what his assessment of the way he's playing, he's played this season, that's when he said it's a scheme issue. So later in his responses, I think he did make some comment about um, having to do more himself. But it, the implication from both of those guys was that they're kind of wondering what's going on, coaching wise, scheme wise, and and I should say this too. The, I mean, those guys kind of deflected the blame, but to their credit, they did talk. Other guys did not talk when they had the opportunity to do so. So you got to give those guys credit
8: for at least facing the music. And that's a weird look. Like Jamal Adams just signs that deal. He's the, one of the leaders of this team, highest-paid safety in NFL history, and 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 you dodge the media after a, a, you know a tough game. You're one and two. Like I just all of that to me like again when we're talking about how where the the level of concern should be like that's concerning like guys do that when they're so frustrated they don't even want to have to like go through the process of verbalizing what happened and they don't want to have to be the salty press conference snappy with media You, you talk about you know Brady mentioning the comments from the corners it, it starts to snowball when guys get into self-preservation mode and you saw that a bit last week when it was Pete Carroll saying that he wishes Russell Wilson would have checked it down in overtime and Russell Wilson pretty much just saying yeah okay whatever you know I'm I'm not changing how I'm playing like when that starts to go it steamrolls and snowballs very quickly and so again we talk about a big game coming up in week four against the niners i know we'll talk about that later in the week here on the podcast but like oh boy you're one and two you're now going on the road to play the division rival and if that game goes poorly my goodness what conversation are we having now you know then at, 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 at what will be i guess it's not the quarter mark of this season anymore because it's 17 games but but essentially the quarter the first quarter will be over of the season it's just—it's crazy to me. This is, this is a critical juncture.
0: What can they do besides get better? I think for me, the reason why I'm all caught up with the past defense is because I thought the past defense was going to be the Achilles heel of this team going into the season. I think it currently is. I look at all the other stuff, offense, tight ends, wide receivers, even a little offensive line, even a little run defense. I can see gaining traction and improving week to week I just don't see how they're going to be a better pass coverage team with this group of guys whether they change the scheme or not so my question is to you Brady and Joe can they change the group of guys is Richard Sherman in play should he be in play should they be calling the Patriots for the guy Gilmore in New England to see if they can make a deal before a trade can they bring a corner in before the deadline or Are we at the point where we just got to say, hey, it's either Reed, Flowers, Jones, Austin, or it's nobody else? I think you're going to see Sidney Jones
7: first. In fact, I would be surprised if he does not play next week against the 49ers, even if it's them working him in. I don't know if he's going to start necessarily. I would just be very surprised if he does not see the field on defense. Sherman, I really don't know. I wish I had a better answer for you, but... I don't know I know that they here's what I do know I know that they met with him informally earlier in the offseason to discuss the possibility of a reunion I don't believe it got to a point of exchanging numbers and actually negotiating but there was some interest on the Seahawks part that was before he had his July arrest which is a pretty serious situation we talked about uh in the past how you know the Seahawks don't just view every domestic violence situation as equal, and this was not a domestic violence situation in that there was actual physical violence, but there was a lot of stuff that happened there uh, in addition to alleged drunk driving. So I don't know where that whole incident would fall on their spectrum of acceptability and whatever you want to call it. Um, And I also don't know, frankly, how much of a difference Richard Sherman would make at this point of his career. He's 33 years old. Coming off of some pretty serious injury concerns in San Francisco, and he's had this whole situation, off the field situation that he's dealing with. So, I, I get the sense that people are viewing Sherman as this 2013, 14, 15, 16 version who's going to come in and play like an all pro. And I just don't think that's realistic. Maybe he can help. Uh, he certainly can't be much worse than than some of the cornerback play they've gotten. I just don't know if he could be the difference maker that people how are about a, assuming how he about a be.
0: trade corner from another team a corner is going to be a free agent at the end of the year a corner on a team that's struggling I don't know that we talked about the Patriots guy I don't know where I don't even know where that stands is he even playing for the Patriots he's right on now?
7: the PUP list so he's out for at least the first six games okay.
0: what about all that stuff Joe should they be working John Schneider got to work the phones or should we throw up our hands and say these guys have got to be better that are currently on the team?
8: Well, they've been working the phones, you know what I mean? Like, they, they look at all the, the carousel at cornerback that they had at the end of, you know, August. They've been sort of playing that game, and we'll figure out eventually, again, like Brady said, probably next week, what Sidney Jones looks like, but I mean, that's the issue when you miss on so many draft picks and so many entire draft classes as they've had, and you don't have young players who are taking steps forward and becoming impact players, you're hamstrung. This offseason, they, they, they kind of, you plug in different veterans, whether it's Gerald Everett or Kerry Heider, um, Gabe Jackson was brought in, gosh, Akella Witherspoon was their biggest you know, cornerback addition, and he didn't even make it to the regular season with this team, and so none of those guys are necessarily individuals that move the needle but you know when you have carlos dunlap's not making an impact jordan brooks seems to be in the doghouse every single week and is getting you know benched mid-game for cody barton daryl taylor had the really fun week one and and he had a sack on on sunday but what is he really it it just ends up being the same core that that makes plays was dk metcalf tyler lockett chris carson uh dwayne brown russell wilson and bobby wagner and then like from there who else is stepping into that role and and you have to have young players who are on rookie deals be impact players at a bargain of a price and that just doesn't exist on the seahawks roster and we can talk about everything that's happening and everything that that happened during the office but it, it all comes back to being pretty genuinely horrific drafting team over the course of the last five or so years it's been that bad
0: brady give me an injury update it looked in the in the midst of the game that there could be some serious ones no one likes to watch carson come out of the game like that nobody likes to see brooks on a on a on a cart but it, it felt like by the end the one if there is a consolation it seemed like maybe they avoided some some catastrophic injuries
7: Oh, yeah, I mean, the Lockett one looked very bad. He was Lockett, down on the yep, field. Yep. The replay uh, showed that his knee got twisted very badly. He was able to get up and eventually return to the game. So it sounds like he's OK. Um, he, he told some other reporters that he was OK, including uh, Bob Condota and Greg Bell. Um, Jordan Brooks, he appears to be okay. I believe that he returned after leaving on an injury cart. Apparently, he just had really bad cramps in both of his legs. Uh, one guy who did not return was Kerry Hyder, who left with a concussion. And I think that was part of the issues with their pass rush. They were already without Benson Mayo, who was inactive. LJ Collier was a healthy scratch again. So by the end of that game, they were down three edge guys, uh, which was pretty probably affected them to some degree so uh, we'll see what happens with Hyder. Obviously we're seeing right now that D. S. Eskridge has just missed two games with a concussion so I don't know if you can necessarily count on Hyder coming back next week.
0: Why did Mayoa not play? Why did Collier not play?
7: Mayoa was listed as questionable coming into the game with a neck injury presumably that was the reason. Collier I was surprised that Collier was a healthy scratch again um, obviously he was in week one but with Mayoa out I figured that they would keep him active and he was not so uh, depending on what happens with Hider, you could see okay. uh, Collier next week, and I think you're definitely going to see more Alton Robinson.
0: Okay. We uh, we end with a d- real toughie. A real tough. I need players of the game. Taco time. Northwest needs some players. Who was doing? Somebody must have been doing some work. Uh, I know I know who mine is, but he will probably be long gone by the time it gets to me. But since I'm the host, I'll be the the generous host and let you guys go first. Joe, do you have a a Seahawk player that you admired on Sunday in the loss to the Vikings?
8: You know, I think there's a couple offensively you can go with. I mean, anytime you get 80 80 yards on 12 carries and a touchdown, you could say Chris Carson's doing work. Um, DK Metcalf as well. No, don't do it. That's my guy. Okay, no, you go with that. I'm going to (laughs) take... I mean, Gerald Everett, granted, someone yeah. in garbage time at the yeah. end, five catches for 54 yards on five targets. You're doing they paid good money to get this guy on the roster. Like at some point, he has to be a focal point of what you're trying to accomplish offensively. And, and whether he is, and it's Russell Wilson's just not connecting with him, that chemistry's not there, he's not finding him over the middle of the field, whatever it may be, Like this guy has to be someone who is who is a go-to guy in your offense it can't be dk metcalf tyler lockett or bust will disley had the one catch the big one for 39 yards but like where is gerald everett Like, why is this guy not involved more more frequently early and often so i would say him he's my pick for the top okay. of time doing work pick but okay. also a guy i just want them to see more Are you, are you say okay are you, you're cutting me off Okay, I want to see more of Gerald Everett. That's what I'm saying.
0: I want to also for a couple of different reasons, but we won't talk fantasy football here on the uh, on the note table. Brady, you want D.K. Metcalf?
7: Yeah, I guess I already gave away my pick. But uh, D.K. Metcalf, he was doing work, especially on that.
0: Oh, doing work.
7: Go ahead. Yeah, I got it this time. Sorry, and there was a fly buzzing around me too. Yeah, so he's doing I work. I powered through yeah. the distractions. The fly's trying to do work on me. <laughs> DK Metcalf was doing work. (laughs) What a quote. What a quote. quote. (laughs) Uh, That's an indictment on how I smell, I think. But anyways, DK Metcalf doing work, opening drive, three catches, and a touchdown. And did you see too, by the way, he handed the ball back to the official, and yes. ran back to the sideline. I took that to mean that he is very aware of the potential that, you know, he did not want to get a tonic penalty. did not want to get involved in any extracurricular stuff after that's been an issue for the first two games. So D.K. Metcalf did work.
0: You left me my number one draft choice. That's great, guys. You got, you're very, very kind. I think Chris Carson looked great. I think the first half of Chris Carson, uh, obviously they didn't use him in the second half. but. I I just watch him when he's going well. I just wonder whether he's the most underrated running back in the NFL. He gets the extra yards. He barely ever gets knocked down at first contact. And the touchdown run was nice, but it was also well blocked. Chris Carson is my Taco Time Northwest player of the game. Joe, Chris was doing work at least in the first half on Sunday. Um, We
7: got a nice block from DK Metcalf on that touchdown run, by the way. Another example of DK Metcalf. How are your guys'
0: tee shots on the par three, the uh, third par three, the KP? How'd that go for you, Joe? Huh? 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 Huh?
8: Joey Vegas? Oh, I lost connection, I think, real quick. uh, (laughs) Sorry about that. They're they're kicking me out of the press box. I got to go. Sorry. (laughs) I missed what you were saying. But... uh, yeah. All right. We'll talk to I you. I went up guys. and down. we we'll, uh, went up and down. We'll talk in the bunker.
0: Yeah, it didn't matter much because somebody stuck it about 15, 20 feet for the uh for the for the KP. Listen, we'll talk to you guys later in the week for the patrons. Thank you. Uh Brady, travel back home safely. And Joe, thanks for hanging out with us.
8: Yeah, appreciate you guys. All right, thanks guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right. He's brought to you by Taco Time and the Taco Time Northwest family who's looking for great employees. He's Rick Neuheisel. He's with us each. and. A, by the way, will Washington beat Oregon State or not beat Oregon State this weekend? They
5: will, but it'll be a very close game. Okay. And don't be surprised if this is one of those games that goes to overtime. Another one? Yep. An- don't, don't be surprised. I
0: don't think the collective tie hearts. <laughs> Can withstand another overtime game against Oregon State this weekend. I don't know if they can make it.
5: I think this is going to be a barn burner. Okay. I really do. Okay.
0: Rick Neuheisel, our guest each and every week on Mitch Unfiltered. Terrific to have you. Thank you, Rick. See you, Mitch. Time to talk some pizza, beer, and salads with Zeke's president, Dan Black. How are you, Dan?
3: I'm doing good, Mitch. Thanks.
0: September is already here, believe it or not. How has the summer gone? Give us kind of a synopsis of what's going on at Zeke's.
3: Summer's been good. You know, the the main theme there is people are out doing stuff. Our Belltown store, which is a block from the Space Needle, was active with tourists all summer. And so just seeing that kind of normalized activity out there has been great.
0: I hear some huge news is coming down the pike. We've got the footprint. South to North, Tacoma to Bellingham, but we're going east. I count 19 locations on the website. Tell us the exciting news about the eastern side of the state.
3: Yeah, no, we just signed a deal in Spokane, so uh, we're excited to be doing a pretty major expansion in terms of geographic footprint. And uh, really close to the GU campus over there, we're going to be packed for Zags basketball games, which will be fun, and it's, uh, it's just a cool spot. Is Mark Few
0: welcomed at that location, Dan?
3: He is welcome. I'll give you a warning if he's there so, you, so that you don't have to show up.
0: Harvest season. What does that mean? It's coming for beer drinkers, Dan.
3: Yeah, it means IPA drinkers are going to be happy. This time of year, we do what's called fresh hop beer. All the big breweries do fresh hop versions mainly of their IPAs. And it's really good beer. And we're going to have a ton of IPAs, both on draft and in cans. And so uh, including Lateral A, which is kind of our, one of our more popular IPAs that you can only get at Zeke's. And so people are excited about that.
0: And what we learned during the pandemic is you can have that delivered to your
3: door with the pizza. Yep, absolutely. They haven't rolled any of the laws back. So, yeah, beer delivery is still going strong. And uh, like I say, people will be getting these fresh hop IPAs delivered soon.
0: Zeke'sPizza.com or do the easy thing and download the Zeke's Pizza app like we do here in the Levy household. We love Zeke's Pizza. It's homegrown in the Northwest.
3: Unfiltered. Want to go deep. And he's
5: got him. Jamison Williams eating up the yardage again. 81-yard
0: reception. Nick Saban wanted more action and more efficiency on the play. Action, he got it. DJ into the end
5: zone. Incomplete for Ross. And the streak is over. They answer the opportunity. NC State rides on the strength of the pack.
0: Jackson in motion. McGrew keeping it. Gets bumped by good. Second effort, waiting for the signal, and he is in. Touchdown. Okay, okay. Taco Time Northwest, which is offering some very special perks for those of you looking for good, honest work, like signing bonuses upwards of five grand and free meals for employees and their friends and families presents our weekly chat with Rick Neuheisel. Mr. Neuheisel, you're lucky you're across the country, Neuheisel. (laughs) With friends like me, Mitch. Who needs enemies? Let me go through it for people who are not regular listeners of Mitch and Rick each and every week, and I I would wonder why you're not, but... It was uh, week one of the picks anyway. NC State was going to win at Mississippi State. NC State waited a couple weeks before they won their game, their big (laughs) game. Um, Oklahoma was going to blow out Nebraska. That uh, That wasn't too kind to us. And then this past week, Rick Neuheisel, Iowa State. We liked Iowa State, and Mitch went over to that Snoqualmie Casino to get his money back. <laughs> I went with my my briefcases, and I put it You're all two
5: hundred and twenty.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we were. One of these days you're going to give us a game where we're not swimming upstream the entire I feel like I'm trying to dig out of a hole not only on yeah. the season I'm digging out of a hole but I'm digging out of a hole in all these games that you recommend. Why is Just that? Just
5: remember Mitch, you're in the <laughs> Pacific Northwest where some of the finest salmon is available <laughs> and they love to swim upstream so you're 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 in the right place.
0: Oh. Interesting by the way as I mentioned that NC State You were just a couple of weeks early on NC State. They beat Clemson. By the way, you also told us that Minnesota was done and they were going to lose at Colorado a couple of weeks ago. They won
5: at Colorado, but didn't they just – they lost. They lost to Bowling Green as a 31-point favorite, (laughs) yes. They just picked the wrong week to
0: take. Oh, gosh. Well, I'll have you know that it wasn't an overall loss – for the week, for Mitch, at least in college football, because I put a few pesos down on the mighty UCLA Bruins, laying Excellent four choice. points, laying four points at Stanford. I don't, I still don't understand. Maybe you can tell me because I know you have connections on the staff of that UCLA coaching group. Um, what was he so pissed about at the end? He got a 15-yard penalty. They had won the game, and he was picking up 15-yard penalties. Did you see that?
5: No, I didn't. Yeah. I can't answer that question. Yeah. I, I, I did not. Uh, I was leaving the venerable studios okay. there in, uh, on West 57th Street, so I did not uh, get any of that action, but uh, excited for the Bruins. This is a great start for UCLA, and they've got another big game this weekend against Arizona State, uh, which will give them a real shot in the arm towards uh, the West, given that USC lost to Oregon State this last weekend.
0: And Clemson, as we just pointed out, lost to North Carolina State. Which right. is which is Clemson's set? Can we put a fork in Dabo in twenty twenty one, or is he going to be like? Is Clemson going to be like the Glenn Close character in Fatal Attraction when she was dead in the tub? We thought she was dead in the tub, Glenn Close, <laughs> and then she one last time she jumped out from the beneath the water's
5: edge. Or is- I hate when they do that in <laughs> movies, but yes, they do. Uh, there, there is no question that the ACC is on life support, and Clemson is part of the ACC. Uh, I know Boston college is undefeated. Uh, I know that uh, there's some nice teams and some, you know, some things going on in that league that wake forest is having a nice season, but the chances of those two teams kind of like TCU and Baylor from the big 12 in 2014, a slim and none Clemson
0: would be the first two loss team ever in the final four.
5: Yeah. There's never been. We've a two- never had a two loss okay. team. That's huh. correct. Now we've had a two loss team win the national championship. Right. You recall uh, Les miles LSU team in the BCS era, won a national oh. championship with two losses. Okay. But let me give you an interesting number. All we right. have had, I go back to the AP uh, rankings to start the season, mm-hmm. the top 25. Yes. Nine of those 25 teams, Mitch have already lost wow. twice. Wow. Clemson was number 3, Iowa State was number 7, North Carolina was number 10, Wisconsin was number 12, Miami was number 14, USC was number 15, yeah. Indiana was number 17, Washington was number 20, and Utah was number 24. How
0: many? How many total? Nine. I think I may have had 8 of them against the Snoqualmie Casino on <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: Uh, swimming upstream, Mitch. We're swimming upstream. <laughs>
0: Salmon, baby. Salmon, baby. It's a long season. I it got, is. I got a bankroll. Relax, I, my friend. I, uh, we got, Relax. We've got lots of money. What, Aaron, what would
5: Aaron Rodgers say at a play dime R-E-L-A-X? like this?
0: R-E-L-A-X. <laughs> so who benefits Rick Neuheisel from Clemson's loss? I, at first, I was going to ask you if Oregon in the Pac-12 does, but then I started thinking about that, and I answered my own question by saying, well, Oregon's got to win them all. They got got to win them all. They're not going to get into the final four without winning them all. So really Clemson's law. And if they win them all, whether Clemson's in or not, is not going to who who benefits from Clemson losing the second Oregon,
5: Oregon uh, benefits. And I think a one loss Pac-12 champion benefits uh, because I think the ACC will be gone. But this Alabama Georgia one and two show looks formidable. Uh, We'll wait and see how Miss uh, Ole Miss does this week in Tuscaloosa. We'll get there. Uh, Arkansas has been a darling uh, thus far with wins over both Texas and Texas A&M. Sam Pittman's team has been reconstructed and doing well. But uh, uh, I I think the Pac-12 does benefit by Clemson's early uh, uh, two losses and and I think is really in good shape to get into a college football playoff. Georgia
0: State coach. Says that Auburn John Elliott was saved by the SEC officials. We're back to the SEC officials for the second consecutive week. Rick Neuheisel, did you see the play? Oh, it was a it was an, an horrendous no call or call. He said, "When you play the SEC, you got to take the hits." He's
5: referring to the officials. Now you realize he was at one time the interim head coach at South Carolina. I did not know that. Yes. He was, he took over when Steve Spurrier uh, fired himself. Okay. Uh, So yeah, he's, um, that was a horrible call. I don't know how the SEC can look at themselves and say, we don't have a problem. It's much like we had with the PAC 12 a few years ago where they just butched calls right and left and, and, you know, acted as if there was nothing wrong. So uh, Greg Sankey's got an internal issue that he's got to solve, but uh, I don't know that that play was his, as horrible as it may have looked on its face just because while it did give him 20 yards, it was on first and 10. And then the clock was not of a terrible significance at that time. There was still a chance for the fourth and nine stop for Georgia state. And uh, TJ Finley was just, uh, he came up big on that play.
0: In the Pac-12, late after your bedtime, Washington got a victory in overtime over a California team that's always been trouble, at least in recent memory, has always right. been trouble trouble Justin Wilcox and the crew so that was a good win for Washington Oregon State is an 11 point underdog and beats USC by 18 could you imagine us saying that in 1975 or 1980 Oregon State a 11 point underdog beating USC by 18 points we would have never said that back then
5: you're going to have a hard time believing this Mitch but I wasn't alive the last time Oregon State beat USC in the Coliseum it was 1960. Wow. Neil Armstrong hadn't <laughs> gone to USC yet. He had not become an astronaut yet. No, that, that oh. is a monster win for Jonathan Smith, a monster win for Jonathan Smith. You know, this is a program that's getting better, and uh, that win is a huge confidence boost for everybody in that Oregon State program.
0: We've got a, a terrific slate this weekend, in fact – I count four top 25 matchups, and I might not have them all. Arkansas at Georgia. Arkansas is the Pied Piper this week in the nation. you got Michigan, Wisconsin. You've got Cincinnati against Notre Dame. You've talked about Cincinnati uh, a few different times on this show. Lane Kiffin on CBS. On CBS. Goes uh, to face his, 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 his man, Nick Saban, in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. This is a nice slate. Uh, that we have in college football this week, a
5: giant slate uh, CBS excited to bring that game to you where Ole Miss will travel to Tuscaloosa. Remember, Nick Saban has never lost to one of his apprentices. Never. He is like 22 and zero Ooh. against guys who used to work for him that are now head coaches. And given that Lane Kiffin actually got fired between the semifinal and the final. <laughs> In that uh you're I mean, think about that. He you fire your offensive coordinator after the semifinal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Steve Sarkeesian, as we all recall, called that game uh the next night. It, it's a uh it's a, a remarkable story. And so uh, lots of eyeballs on that one. You mentioned the Arkansas-Georgia game. I don't know if Arkansas can be physical enough, given the physical toll you that AM Georgia. game took on them. Yeah. Whether they can get back up and give Georgia a real good game, we'll wait and see. Cincinnati is a favorite at Notre Dame, wow. which shocks me. Woo. A three-point favorite Woo. as I looked at the line, trying to give you something that might be a little tasty <laughs> as we swim upstream. Uh, and then there's a Baylor at Oklahoma State, two undefeated teams. Okay. Still,
0: yeah, in the uh, yeah, in the uh, much, uh, Big Twelve. Much yeah, Baylor's undefeated, much to a lot of people on this particular <laughs> podcast. chagrin. I'm very That's, aware of the Baylor Bears being undefeated right about now. Yes, Rigner.
5: that uh, was not something I expected. But Did, uh, give Dave Aranda and that staff a big uh, a big pat on the back. Do,
0: do you? Do you give Lane Kiffin a chance on CBS on Saturday? Oh yeah,
5: you do. I do. Uh, Listen, I go back to watching the the Alabama defense against Florida, and while they're great and sturdy athletes, I'm not sure they're fast. And there's going to be a lot of plays made in space. And Matt Corral, the quarterback for Ole Miss, is playing as well as anybody in the country. Heisman candidate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The yeah. leader. Yeah. The leader in the, the leader. clubhouse right now. Okay. Yeah, the leader in, uh, in the clubhouse right now with as a, as a candidate. Yeah. He has uh, been sensational. Remember, they put 50 uh, on the tide a, a year ago. How Nick Saban tries to slow the pace will be fascinating. Uh, whether he does it with his own offense or he does it via that you know guys looking like they're a little nicked up and you know going down mm-hmm. you know the old Sinbad move as coaches like to call it right uh, we'll wait and see what his uh, up his sleeve but it's going to be a, a a real contest uh, in Tuscaloosa this uh, I guess two thirty. Uh, Central time on CBS. Two
0: thirty Central time. He's giving us Central times now.
5: This is how By much. By the way, the other about. game we yeah. should mention yeah. is Iowa at Maryland on Friday night. Okay. Both of those teams will be ranked. Okay. Uh, Maryland is undefeated. Mike Locksley guy whose hand, the right hand of Nick Saban uh, uh, was affixed to his bosom and he was healed from his (laughs) 3-31 and coaching stint at New Mexico. Heal! Heal! And Loxley now is, you know, transforming Uh. the uh, Terrapin program and has them undefeated, and here come the Hawkeyes uh, on a Friday night.
0: Okay, so you just said a few moments ago, as you peruse the schedule looking for something tasty, which makes me say aloud that we've had a lot of bland food the last uh, several weeks we went 55 to win 50 on nc state that didn't work out for us so we doubled it in the jeff antush blackjack method and we went 110 <laughs> on oklahoma which didn't work out too well so we went oh, to 220 the pressure we mounts. are the pressure at pressure we are at 440 rick Neuheisel. we are getting into into serious serious financial difficulty if we don't get one here we need are one you
6: ready?
5: I'm are you ready are you ready Listen, Yes, I, I kind of like the Notre Dame play home against Cincinnati. Get getting points. But I'm going to go off the reservation a little bit. Okay. Georgia Tech handed North Carolina their second loss of the year and did so in decided fashion. Okay. The Jeff Collins' team is playing very well. Remember, they were with an eyelash of beating Clemson the week before. Defensively, they've been up to the task. I like Georgia Tech as a home underdog to Pitt. Pitt's coming down there. I think a three-point favorite. How? That's I don't know. Yeah, but I saw Pitt as a uh, as a favorite down at Georgia Tech, and I'm taking the Yellow Jackets with Jeff Sims binding his stride. Okay, so I'm
0: getting Georgia Tech and points and, and points. That's what I read. Plus three. And this is gonna get Rick Neuheisel and Mitch Levy off the Schneid. We're gonna be We eating. will be We're we be. will be paddling down a river, baby. Paddling <laughs> down. We're gonna the two of us are gonna be enjoying a lot of salmon next weekend when we discuss oh, some copper Order rivers. double. <laughs> order double, it's on me. <laughs> All right. He's brought to you by Taco Time and the Taco Time Northwest family who's looking for great employees. He's Rick Neuheisel. He's with us each. and. By the way, will Washington beat Oregon State or not beat Oregon State this weekend?
5: They will, but it'll be a very close game. Okay. And don't be surprised if this is one of those games that goes to overtime. Another one? Yep. An- don't, I don't be surprised. I
0: don't think the collective tie hearts. <laughs> can withstand another overtime game against Oregon State this weekend. I don't know if they can make it.
5: I think this is going to be a barn burner. Okay. I really do. Okay.
0: Rick Neuheisel, our guest each and every week on Mitch Unfiltered. Terrific to have you. Thank you, Rick. See you, Mitch. And it's time for a check-in with CEO of Daniel's Broiler, my friend Lindsey Schwartz. Lindsay, how's everything at Daniel's, and how was the bourbon bash?
2: You know, Mitch, it's great. We're getting busier every week at all the restaurants. The Bourbon Bash was awesome. We had over 100 people there having a great time, and it was just so nice to be able to host an event again after all this time and see people there and hope to do a bunch more in the future.
0: Lindsey, where are we with staffing that's always been a challenge and has been a challenge recently?
2: Still some great positions available? Absolutely. As the restaurants continue to get busier, we need more and more people. So we're hiring at all positions, front and back of house, full time, part time, looking for good people.
0: You can go to the website or you can actually visit the locations and the downtown Seattle, Hyatt Regency, the bar area still open at Daniel's.
2: Yeah, the bar is open. We're serving our bar menu that has a couple of great steaks on it. Uh, that's getting busier every week. More people are headed to downtown Seattle these days, and uh, we're excited to see it continue to get busier.
0: Your best busboy at, uh, at Bellevue, Max Levy tells me that live piano music is returning to that location, which has been popular for you guys for years.
2: He's absolutely right. And uh, Jim Washburn, who has been our piano player there for over 30 years, if you can believe that, uh, we say he's played Piano Man more times than <laughs> Billy Joel. He's awesome. I know, I know a lot of listeners have loved him for a long time, and uh, he didn't get to to perform for a year and a half, and now he's back. So Thursdays through Saturdays. Saturday nights from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Come on in and say hi to Jim.
0: And Lindsay, you've added new mixers to the Amazon site. Explain that to me.
2: Yeah, we talked about uh, the old fashioned mixer that we launched on Amazon several months ago. It's been selling really, really well. And uh, we launched three new mixers this week Whiskey Sour, a Kentucky Mule and a lavender martini. So now we've got four mixers available on the Daniel's Broiler storefront on the Amazon website. That is
0: fantastic. There's a lot of forward momentum at Daniel's Broiler. I love Daniel's Broiler. Been a great partner since back in the radio days, and I'm very appreciative of that. Daniel's Broiler, a world-class steakhouse.
3: Unfiltered. This is
9: a five iron from Orakawa. It's the best on tour from this distance. Incredible with his irons. Oh, just trying to hold against the
7: wind,
1: but it's hanging right.
9: mark at whistling streets that could be
1: the one and the inevitable has happened a half point guaranteed
9: which puts the u.s at the 14 and a half to win the cup back
0: well the united states Ryder cup team relieved years and years and years of frustration with a thorough ass whooping of Europe at Whistling Straits over the weekend. A man who was in the middle of one of the more historic Ryder Cups ever in 1989 is back with us, our buddy Ken Green. How are you, Ken? I'm doing real well, bud. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thanks for being back on the show. Finally, the kinder of result that all of us thought should have been happening year after year, right?
9: Well, you know, it, it, uh, they surprised even me. I, I predicted it's 17 to 11, but it, it it's just a matter of time, and I know a lot of people think I'm crazy, <clears throat> which won't surprise you, but <laughs> I I honestly think it's the Tiger-Phil effect why we've done so poorly the really? last, you know, 25 years or so. Tell me. In, in, in that, I mean that Tiger is an intimidating person in his prime. And even to your teammates, your teammates want to play so well, and they try so hard. And Phil's got an ego right up there with Tiger, and he's a dominating soul. And... They just haven't meld. I mean, think about this. Tiger Woods, the best player on the planet in the last 50 years, uh, has not produced at all at the Ryder Cups. And Phil, the second best player, also, I believe he has a losing record. I think I don't know exactly what Tiger says, but, I mean, they're the two best players by far, and yet something just didn't mix right. And no intent by the two of them, obviously, but I, I honestly I believe that they just tried so hard that no one could get it right.
0: You're not just talking about their teammates in best ball and an alternate shot. You're just talking about the overall team and team chemistry. Everybody was a little on edge, more with Tiger and maybe Phil than anybody else. And it just led to everybody not being able to put their best foot forward.
9: I, I truly believe that. And, and I don't know if I've said it on your show, but the harder you try in golf, the worse you play. And I, I just think our guys got caught up once they lost a couple of, of Ryder cups. They got caught up in that <clears throat> hysteria. What's wrong. What's wrong. You know, mm-hmm. we got to create this. We got to create this. Asian develops the pod system that basically has fallen flat on his face. And now we got the stricker system. And, you know, is everyone going to follow the stricker way now? Because the guys won, <laughs> you know, convincingly, it's it just, it, it's about making, making pots and playing well. And, We've got a young group of guys now, and Europe has to have at least five guys that are as studly as our guys. And right now, they don't have enough to, coming up either. You and know, you, they've got two studs, yeah. And right, and that's it. I I think Europe's in for a beatdown for a good another probably fifteen twenty years.
0: And part of that reason, you think one of the biggest reasons is is because Tiger's not on the team anymore. Phil was an assistant captain. He's not on the team anymore, and that's clearing the air. There there might be somebody listening, Kenny, who would say, hold on, Ken Green played in the era of Jack Nicholas. Nicholas was the great player, the intimidating player. Ray Floyd was a great player and an intimidating player, and then they were captains. What's different about Tiger being on the team with these guys than when Jack was on the team with you guys?
9: The big difference is the guys that are on the team now grew up idolizing Tiger. So they weren't, they weren't actually playing against him for the most part. Mm -hmm. You know, Tiger's had his moments as of late, but they, they have no idea what, how good the real Tiger was. And so they never got in that position of, of being intimidated by Tiger or watching him just mow everybody down shooting darts. I mean, it was, I mean, what he did, was impressive and no one stood up to him. You know, and that, that includes Phil who, despite winning 40 some odd times, never had any classic matchups against tiger. You know, you compare Jack, he had beat downs with, you know, Lee Chavino and, and, you know, early days of Palmer. And then it was Watson, you know, then it was Floyd. There was always guys standing up to him and beating him. And tiger didn't have anybody that kind of had his number, so to speak.
0: Do you think, Kenny, that this would have been the same result if they played over there somewhere, maybe at the
9: Belfry where you played, same result? I do, as long as it's not a – there's two factors that give them an, an edge over there, the weather and then the style, of course. You know, like like next time they're going to Italy, which I assume is not on on the sea, mm-hmm. so it's probably more of an inland course. My assumption is it's not going to give them one one bit of an edge. And it's probably going to play very similar to, uh, you know, American style golf course where you don't have to worry so much about the winds and all that. And I, I think they're going to have a hard time as much as, as the media loves to talk about the crowd. They really don't have an impact on the play. You know, the, the yelling and the screaming is, it sounds like it's intimidating and, and, and an issue, but when you're in there in that little, little huddle, so to speak, yeah, you really don't even hear it. And yeah. if you do, you shouldn't be on the team, so you know it just—it it sounds great, but it's—it's—it's going to be a battle for them. I really, I really think Europe's in for a little bit of a beatdown.
0: Can you put into words for our listeners who hear it said and written all the time, Ken? Oh my God, there's nothing like the Ryder Cup. There's nothing like the nerves. How nerve wrap I mean, you were in the Belfry, and for those of us I, I keep re- repeating it that are old enough, like me, to remember that '89 event, which was unbelievable. Um, maybe our listeners who play golf can't understand how someone could get up there and say, geez, this is much more nerve wracking than coming down the stretch at Augusta national. Are they bullshitting or are they being serious? And if
9: they're serious, why? Well, here's what I always tell people is that the Ryder cup is the only event that allows you to have that last nine holes of winning a golf tournament feeling that, all right, this is it. At the Ryder cup, you get it Friday the first matches all the way to Sunday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Mm -hmm. And as players, that's what you live for. I mean, that's who you want to see how well you hold up under that massive gun. That's the difference. Even though the 18th hole is just as important as the 25th hole. We always remember the last nine holes of a golf tournament when you're trying to win the golf tournament. Mm -hmm. And it's for that reason that it, it mentally drains you so much that it, it is, that's, that's the part of the game that the player has to beat that week. And those who handle the mental stress of it are the ones that play the best. And even though it's not a physical stress, there's, there's no issue at all playing 36 holes, especially when nine alternate shots like playing nine holes, if that. Mm-hmm. It, it's all the mental stress that it wears you down. And when you have the mental stress that wears you down, you make mistakes under the gun. And boom, next thing you know, you lose a hole or two, and that can make the difference between winning the Ryder Cup or not.
0: You can't watch any Ryder Cup telecast without ultimately running into a story about the greatest match play team, Sevi and Olathebel. And you and Calc in 89 ran into them in one of the events – can't remember whether it was best ball or whether it was alternate shot. They beat you guys.
9: Can you? I, I remember it very well. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, that's why I'm asking you because I, I want I wanted to ask you twofold. A, what made those two guys so tough? And was there any any gamesmanship? There's some legendary stories of Seve jingling his change and coughing and shots and doing a lot of that shit. Did he do any of that stuff with you and Calc in 89? What do you remember? Tell us about that match.
9: Well, the, there's a few things that I do remember, <clears throat> and the first five holes, Jose made three 35 footers and one 40 footer, oh. and it was like talking about just getting a, you know, just getting stabbed right in the heart. <laughs> you know, it's like holy crimmies, what the hell's going on here? Yeah, Calc and I had wiped everybody out in in our two matches of alternate shot, and this was best ball, and we really never, you know, I think we lost, you know. A, with three down with two to go or something like that and it was those first four holes just took took it out of us Mm -hmm. you're not talking about you're trying to come back against a a club guy who might (laughs) you know screw things up right you know it's hard and the the quote gamesmanship thing which sebi did do and was known for the sixth hole I'll, I'll, uh, i'll never forget this both he and Kyle could knock it in the water off the tee so it was just jose and myself and we both had an fairway, when we both had about maybe 16, 17 feet. I rolled mine up there about a foot and a half. And he said it was good. And he rolled his, uh, by about two feet and he just picked it up. So on the next tee, I went over to him <laughs> and I said, listen, Jose, do me a favor. Don't pick up a ball, you know, unless I give it to you. He was just getting ready to say something. And Chevy so walks over and says, Hey, 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 wait a minute. Let me tell you about yesterday. <laughs> and then, And then as soon as he said that, Jose said to Seve, stop, Seve. I was wrong. You know, that was my mistake. They could call the hole on us and he's not. Stop. And it's just Seve Seve always wanted to make sure he he had the upper hand. You know, and I can promise you, I hate to say Seve was on the verge of losing it, but you know, his his game was not as strong as it was, you know, in the 90s uh, versus the 80s. And Jose basically just carried him, but he carried him. I shouldn't say carried him because Seve is the one that got him there and, and he, and brought Jose to that next level. Kind of like what they talk about Poulter, who's made so many stupid pots. Sure. You know, Seve was able to pull that out of Jose. And, uh, you know, I think they're 11, two and two. And, you know, it's just like, wow. You know I mean? That's, that's an unbeatable, you know, twosome. And, they wiped out a lot of a lot of good good players
0: didn't ray floyd get in seve's face one year ken uh
9: well pretty much everyone's gotten in seve's face <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's you know that's seve lived for that kind of stuff i mean I, I don't know if it's a part of where he grew up you know growing up poor and as a caddy and mm-hmm. you know having to play the game so to speak to you know beat your friends out of a Peso or whatever the hell they're called over there. It just, it, it came natural to him. And it and it's a shame because I try to remember Seve as the player, you know, a great player that he was, but it's hard for me being around some of the baloney he pulled, you know, he pulled another stunt at the masters with me that I had to call him on. And it's a shame because he was so charismatic. It was, you know, people just loved him, you know, and, and it's, uh, you know, the swashbuckler, you know, image, so to speak. And, it, it's a shame that part of his image that people always will remember is, you know, he, he played the the mind games. And if it was football or baseball or any other sport, they probably wouldn't mention it because that's what everybody does. You know, you, you, you know, you're always trying to cheat and get the edge, but golf has that reputation of, you know, being a gentleman's game. And, and so, you know, he, he does get called on that occasionally.
0: Kenny, the, Europeans beat the Americans in 1987 at Jack's place in Muirfield Village. It was a, it was an historic event because they had never really won over here. And then you guys played in '89, so all they needed to do was tie you guys to retain the cup. And it came down—well, it didn't come down to it—but the clinching, the clinching point to tie was your singles match. Do you remember? Obviously, you remember. What was that feeling like? No, and all right, I just lost my match, and as a result, we can't get the cut back. Did that feel
9: horrible? Boy, you're full of good memories here. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was, I was telling, uh, Kristen, my love, today that when I watch the Ryder Cup and then I see the singles, uh, it, I always go back to what happened because. It was the worst, what I call a Loxahatchee reversal that you've ever seen. We were we were dead even going in 18. We both hit good drives. Now, this was the old Belfry that had the three-tiered green
2: mm-hmm.
9: with a bunker to the left and in the water. He had 213. I had two 12s. So he, he hits a two-iron. That's the difference between today's game and, and our game. Yeah. We're whacking two irons, and they're hitting <laughs> six irons from
2: 220.
9: Uh, it, it, uh, he hits his pole. Yeah. full draw that was going in the water. I mean, there was no doubt in my mind it was it was in the water, and worst case scenarios in the bunker, but it hits the left lip of the of the bunker, and not only does it not go in the bunker, it bounced onto the green yeah now i'm I'm like that's just not i mean <laughs> it's just not possible It's just like, wow, but you know i'm I'm fine, you, you know you hit your shot, you go with it. And I had 209 to carry the tier and 212 to the hole. And I hit a cleek, which was a, like a 5 wood back then. Uh, just absolutely flagged it. I flew it 209 to the very top of the crest. And it bounced off. And I thought it was going to be, you know, a 7, 8-footer. And next thing I know, you know, the ball bounces up in the air and it plops down. And then next thing you know, you see it rolling all the way back down. And yeah. I, I went from 7 feet to 80 feet. Uh-huh. And it's, you know, it's a, impossible Two pot. I, I rolled the first one by probably twelve feet because you gotta get over the hill. He makes a two pot. I missed mine coming back. And it's like this is what golf's all about. You know, here I went and hit the shot perfect. He hits his gork shank duck hook <laughs> and next thing I know, I I lose I lose the match. Oh. You know, to to this day I can laugh about it, but I, I part of me still doesn't laugh because I still don't understand how in God's name that ball bounced down to the green? Was that and mine didn't end it, up close?
0: Was that the most disappointing of your professional career? The p- most disappointing moment, or were there others that were yeah. worse?
9: No, that, that was it. That's the that worst. Was, that was it. the worst feeling I've ever had. Yeah, and, you know, because it, it, again, it's not for me. And this is the difference between winning individually or losing individually. It was wow, you know, like you said, that was the 14th point, and I don't agree with that rule because it, it makes no sense. You know, why Why a team that should pay for the sins of your father, so to speak. Uh, but that's how it is. So that's how it goes. But, it, it you know, I'll, I'll always have that honor. And as long as there's people like you around to remind me, oh, I'm going to have to remember. I'm, so, I'm
0: sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. So you believe in, in closing that this is the beginning. This is not just a one-off. The Americans, you know, blasting the Europeans. You think... With uh, with with Phil and Tiger fading at least as players, this is the start of of a of another kind of dominant United States run over the next many years.
9: I, I do. It, it just we have so many young guys that are so good. You know, let let's just say okay, twenty years. So that's 10, 10 cups. Yep. I I I would be willing to bet my life that they're going to win seven out of the ten. Okay. And you know, it wouldn't shock me if it's eight out of ten. It's just they're they. There are so many good ones, and you know they've got Hovland, they've got Rom, uh, maybe Fitzpatrick, but other than that, they had more guys in the 40s that that lately we've been using. <clears throat> right, and uh, I I think it's I think the tide is, uh, has has t- turned. There
0: it is, uh, the voice of Ken Green, who's always kind to us after majors, and now after the Ryder Cup, where the United States really blasted Europe. In in record-setting fashion, always great to hear your voice. Sorry to bring a, bring back those memories of uh, of 1989. You're really kind to us and have been here on Mitch Unfiltered. Can't wait to speak to you again, uh, Kenny. That,
9: uh, that's okay. I have pills for nightmares. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Talk soon. All right, buddy. Be good. If you've listened to Mitch Unfiltered. Then you know, you know by now that Jordan Flowers and his squad has changed teams to cross-country mortgage, which means even better opportunities. At your fingertips. And here he is, Jay flow himself, Jordan Flowers.
6: How are you, Jordan? Hey, I'm doing great, Mitch. Thank you so much. It's been a fun and active summer with this transition. I've talked to so many of your patrons and listeners that have followed us and been able to connect with us since we left. But uh, we are just learning so much more about this company than we even knew as far as products and what we're able to offer our clients and quick closings. And it's been phenomenal.
0: Give us an example. You and I were talking before we started to record. Give me an example of something That you can do now a product that's at your fingertips now that wasn't there with the other guys.
6: Yeah, uh, we have a construction to perm product that has really been hard to get just for anybody locally. Banks have backed out on true custom construction loans. Most independent mortgage bankers don't have it, and we have it here, and it's one of the best I've seen since the early 2000s. I was talking to the head of the construction department just yesterday on a $1.4 million deal in Montana, and there are some really fantastic unique things about our product that we really make buying that lot and building that dream home a reality for people including being able to finance in your payments during a construction so you don't ever have to make a payment during construction it just gets accounted to the actual loan balance as well as a lot of the issues tend to come down to draw requests with builders and getting their subcontractors paid quickly mm-hmm. we pay out based off the budgeted line item on the proposal versus having to submit invoices and receipts and then go through the process of paying out so a lot of great things here and you roll straight into a permanent 30-year fixed in the three to three and a quarter range right now so fantastic 30-year fix for it
0: and if you're just in the market to refinance and and get better numbers on your current 30-year fix what are they And why would people that are sitting around with 4% interest rates, why are they not making the call to you or somebody like you to explore their
6: options? Well, if they're sitting in the high threes or above four, they've probably heard, maybe I talked to your patrons too long, maybe. (laughs) Who knows? But... It's a fantastic time to refinance and rates are still in the mid to upper twos to low threes depending on your situation and it's a great time to tap into equity in the home if you've been putting off those home projects or you're wanting to go on a trip or invest or just have money ready to put into this crazy market. And I implore everybody to give me a call if you're thinking about refinancing mid threes or above, even low threes, depending. And you want to shorten the term. Mm -hmm. It's just the time to do it. And the Fed came out and said that they're going to maybe start tapering here soon, which could have impact on mortgage backed securities and interest rates. So it's the time to do it. Phone number. You can always reach me on the cell. 425-890-2957.
0: 425-890-2957. That's uh, Jordan Flowers and his team now, the Kirkland office of Cross Country Mortgage, great partners of Mitch Unfiltered.
3: Unfiltered.
1: Episode 160, Other Stuff segment. Hot Shots Scott. One lucky Michael Jordan fan just bought a -a one-of-a-kind pair of Jordan's boxers at Leland's auction Saturday night with the final bid coming in at $2,784 for a pair of boxers previously worn that, that Michael Jordan wore. But 2 By the way, these things come with a dry cleaning ticket. Okay. So they are clean. Okay. And I was thinking Are he, we
0: wearing these if we buy these or are we putting them on that's our the wall? What are they, they a,
1: in a frame there. or are you putting he them on? He was at the Ryder Cup the other day. Oh, he was. But yeah.
0: So Supporting the American team.
1: You you know you've made it in life when your boxers are being dry cleaned. <laughs> that's how. That's the first thing I thought. You don't of. wait a second. You don't dry clean your boxers? <laughs> yes, every pair. I take them right on down there. You have it as boxers dry. So it, they they prove that they are game worn. And I was like, okay, how do yeah. they how do they prove that? Do I really want to keep reading? But yeah. apparently, some of the stitching is coming out. So that's how they do it. And they are they are clean. But there were 19 bids for these things. Two thousand. 784 dollars for a pair of Jordans underwear. And you know you know who had the boxers, by the way? Who had the boxers?: Your pal. John Michael Wozniak. Oh, your John, pal. I know
0: John Wozniak. He's the apple? No, you're thinking of no, S- Steve Wozniak. Well, who's John Wozniak?
1: He's the guy that we saw with the crazy white curly hair in, in the, uh, the documentary about the Bulls. And oh, was, the guy, oh, he the guy that he was teasing. S- oh, yeah! <laughs> he's the guy that had him, of course, right? He did? Yeah, and he's, he's selling suit coats. And oh, all. Jordan Jesus. must have just gave him the green light. Good just for him. Go make some money. Go buddy. make some After money. After all he took off the Hot shot, months.
0: let's talk about a very serious subject I'm on already. Mitch Unfiltered. I want an unfiltered opinion. What would you think of the Sierra Russell Wilson video that made the rounds on Saturday night, the night before the Vikings game in a Minneapolis hotel room? Did you see that? I did, yes. So, for the people who have not seen... This cut this got quite a reaction across the board. I'm sure. Across the board from fans throughout the world of hers and his and whatever. So clearly in Minneapolis you're wondering what does a star quarterback do the Saturday night before <laughs> yeah. the Sunday game against the Vikings? His wife, who apparently is a pop star. Apparently, yes. Uh, Sierra did this very... Would you? How would you describe the the video? She was dancing. She was she twerking showed, a little bit. Showing skin. She then got up and turned around and did the... What little do you call twerk? it? The twerk. The yeah. twerk thing with the ass. Yeah, yeah. Her and then he shaking. got on. It was it was a very sexually su- subjective... Su- no? Suggestive? Yeah. Yeah. But so, and I then, mean, yeah. And then he appears in it and he goes, ooh. And he puts his hand yeah, up and whatever. Yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. having fun. They were having fun. And she, she released this on her... Social media pages, yeah. and then he did. I, I I don't know, but a lot of people were not happy with this. How so? Not happy how? Well, they were like, "Come on, you need me to tell you." They were like, "He he 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 portrays this one image."
1: Oh, okay. uh, and, then, and then, uh, the, you know, come on. If it wasn't his wife, I could see people getting a little a little yeah. more up. Yeah.
0: Some people were but, like, some Seahawks fans were like, this is disgusting. This is the way
1: he, he is the night before a game. I don't, I don't know. but Everyone just p- thinks that these pro athletes are sitting around watching game film 18 <laughs> hours a day. And if they're not preparing to win for the team that everyone roots for, they're idiots. It's his uh, wife, first of all. He's married to her. So I'm happy that they're still having fun as a couple. I yes, mean, yes, they were. If it was his they girlfriend, they were
0: clearly having fun.
1: Yes, they were. If it was his girlfriend in the yes, video,
0: that yes. would be a little more outrageous to me. You, did you find anything about it to be curious?
1: Well, I, he does portray himself a certain way. Yes, as Mr. Clean Cut, yeah. God-fearing man. Yeah, and his wife's up there twerking for all the world to see. <laughs> okay, fine. But I, I just, I'm happy that they are able to have fun. You didn't
0: read any of the, like, universal reaction of this stuff? No. Didn't I, didn't read I, I, Typically,
1: I do. I just, I didn't. I'm. Oh, I just, go back and read it. Okay. Oh. People but, are outraged. Yeah. Really? I mean, even
0: I, I, I just, I just retweeted it during the Husky game. I retweeted their tweet, Sierra's tweet of her doing this, yeah. this video. Nothing else
1: to do during the game? Well,
0: I was, uh, I was waiting for the officials. <laughs> okay. Um, and uh, I retweeted and Just go back and look at some of the reaction. It's crazy. All right.
1: I will. Yeah. 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 It it, it does seem a little out of character for him, but again, I mean, we love Russell, but didn't we all think he's there's a little phoniness going on there and that Russell gives us what he wants us to have? You know what I'm saying? So he's not Mr. Choir Boy perfect. And by the way, again, it's his wife. Like, they can do that kind of stuff together. And people
0: were pointing out she's a pop star and she's the one who released this. Not him. This was not his video. This was her video where he made a cameo
1: yeah. in, in the video. Okay, well, but he's still in it. I mean. He is in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Anyway. Well, I'm not as outraged as some people are. Got, yeah. I've always said I love Russell, but yes, there's a little phoniness there. Let's let's all calm down, everybody. I think it's I was okay. watching
0: it in the midst of the Washington Huskies overtime thrilling win over California thirty-one twenty-four, over at Husky Stadium.
1: Yeah. There you go. How'd the crowd look?
0: Did you notice it all or not? I didn't no? really focus. I'm sure it wasn't very good. My yeah. son was in the crowd. I was looking
1: for him. Okay. I couldn't find him. Is
0: he is he having uh,
1: fun? Is he loving going to games and all that? Or?
0: Yeah, he likes going to games. Okay. He likes going to games. I think he likes the social element more sure. than he cares about the game. And who I wouldn't? He, I don't think he cares about the Washington Huskies. Maybe he does. So maybe, do I. Maybe I care, I'm wrong.
1: I care about the social element of it, too, when I go. I think
0: you care more about Steve Entman than he cares about Steve
1: Entman. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, You'd be right about that. So
0: they won an overtime thriller. They almost let it get away. They they were way ahead of California. Now they play Oregon State this weekend. Okay. An Oregon State team that was like a, an 11 or 13 point underdog to USC and beat them by a a bunch by 18. That's a mess down there, isn't it, USC? USC is a mess, but yeah. Oregon State, everybody's saying Oregon State's a really good football team. Okay. So Oregon State against Washington, and Washington's an underdog against Oregon State this coming weekend.
1: Do you find yourself ever making a game with your son or no? Do you think you'll ever do that, go to a Husky game? or? With my son? I've gone to many with my son well, before he was a student. Yeah, but now that he's a student, you think that'll happen? Just you know. Well, my- he
0: sits in the student section. Could I take a look at me? <laughs>
1: You'll fit right in, yes. I'm sure. Bring your ASB card. They won't question it I at all. I don't think
0: he's going to squeeze me into the student section. Okay. Just well, I, I guess I could get him out of the student section and we could get tickets, but I think he'd rather go with his buddies.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. All
0: right. You know, J.K. Simmons. I know Simmons. that would shock you.
1: Yeah, it does that, shock That's me. more yes. exciting than going with dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. You familiar with the name J.K. Simmons? Yeah, he's an actor, isn't he? He is, yes. Yeah. And he also knows a thing or two when it comes to homeowner's insurance. Oh, that's right. He's the guy from the yeah, with the duck, the Aflac? No, no, that would be Aflac. This okay. is this was uh, farmers, 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 yes. farmers insurance. He's the yeah. spokesman for. Uh, he does for, a great job. Yeah. So, well, I hope he's covered because uh, somebody broke into his house. <laughs> oh, Jesus, <laughs> God. He and his wife are out of town, and they got a call from the cops uh, from his. Uh, somebody broke into his San Fernando, San Fernando Valley home around eight p.m. on Thursday night. So, uh, the house was not ransacked. So they got to come home, forgot if anything was stolen, but. Hopefully he's covered. If it comes out that he's not covered and he refused to get homeowners insurance for some reason, could you imagine? It'll that? be like New York Vinny not voting for the stadium after pumping his fist for three months, or New York Vinny
0: talking about a car that he loves that he let get impounded and <laughs> been impounded for six months. That's he right. hadn't driven it in six months. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I did the U.S. Ryder Cup team. Did we do that? Yeah, the beer. They isn't. won big, nineteen to nine. Was a great, great weekend for the United States because they're, they traditionally they suck in the Ryder Cup. They're they're just not good enough to beat the European team for whatever reason. They're not tough enough. They're always better, but they never win. So they won nineteen to nine. So we mentioned that the Mariners. Have we talked about the Mariners? One week to go. Yeah. Six six home games to go, and they're still. They're not well, but they're alive. They yes. keep winning most of their games. They lost a fourteen to one game the other night, but for the most part, they've been winning games. They won on Sunday. I think at the time of this recording, they're two games left in a loss in the loss column yeah. behind. Yep. They do have to jump Toronto, but Toronto and New York play a three game series ah. this week. So I would oh. say I would say go win all six, and then you've got a shot.
1: Right. Yeah, you got to just win out and see what happens. I think you
0: got to win six yeah. and hope that uh, everybody else goes four and two or worse for you to get into the uh, to the playoff to get into the playoffs. Right. You're not even in the playoff. <laughs> right. You're in the playoff to get into the playoffs. But it's amazing because there's a stat. I know I've given you this stat before. As of the recording of this episode, 160, the Seattle Mariners are 86 and 70. Okay. OK, 86 and 70. The Toronto Blue Jays, who, who are also not in their one game behind the Yankees, are 87 and 69. Okay. Okay. So you got 86 and 70, uh-huh. 87 and 69. One game different in standings, right? Yeah. That's as close as you can be without being tied. The run differential <laughs> for the Mariners this, this year <laughs> is negative 61. If you added up all the runs they've scored yep. and all the runs that they've given up, they're 61 lower than they've actually given up. Okay? What do you think the Toronto Blue Jays are with essentially the exact same record? What do you think their run different is? Yeah. Take a guess. I, I, it's, so the Mariners are minus yeah, 61. Yeah, minus 61. What, 61. What, and they're 16 games over 500. What is Toronto one game better? Essentially the same record. What do you think?
1: Well, I mean, I would assume that they... I would assume that they've scored more than they'd given up. That, that, that's where I would go. Because they have, you know... They have a winning record.
0: Well, they have a winning record. And most yeah. of the time when you're 17 games over 500, you've scored more
1: than you've given up. That's where right. I'm starting with, okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll say, you know, 10. 10, 10 more. Okay. T- so 10 you think the good.
0: So the Mariners are negative yeah. 61. You say the uh, Blue Jays are 10 sure. good. That would mean they're 71 better than the Mariners' margin, right? Yes. Right? Higher, a little bit higher. (laughs) Higher than 10? Yeah. All right, 25. A little higher. A little higher. A little higher. 60. A little higher. A little higher. A little higher. Double it. And it can go higher, 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 higher. 170. Higher. 180. Right there, 172. What? Plus 172. The Toronto Blue Jays, with essentially the same record of the Seattle Mariners, have scored 172 runs more than their opponents this year and the mariners have scored 61 less. That's a difference <laughs> of 233 runs. And they are the exact essentially the exact same record. I just want to point that out. That's crazy. I know the mariners don't like people pointing that out, but whatever.
1: Take it for what it's worth. Yeah. Buddy boy. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Well, but again, when they lose, it's fourteen to one. When they win, it's six to five. Right? That's, right. Is that the, that's the deal. I Pretty guess. Much. Yeah, yeah, with them. Yeah. We haven't talked. Now, I, I don't want to get into the whole Gabby Petito thing—the woman who went missing. Yeah, we did that on episode one fifty nine. Sort of. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think people probably know, but yeah. they found her body yes. and they've now buried her. Have they not? Yes, they had, they had a, a funeral. Yes. Yeah. And the guy who's the suspect, her fiance or boyfriend, yeah. went missing. He's still missing.
0: Oh, they haven't gotten him yet? He's, oh.
1: they have not found him yet. Oh, okay. He showed up they thought on someone's deer cam. They thought he was in Canada. Well, guess who's in town to solve this? Who showed up at what's his name? Something Brian Laundry's house to help solve this case. I have no idea. Tell me. Dog the bounty hunter has, has thrown his hat into the I ring. I don't know who that is. What? You ever heard of Dog the Bounty Hunter? I he only know. had his own TV show for like 10 years. I, have, I
0: know McGruff or McGriff oh. McGruff, the, the crime dog. You have to take d- a d-
1: bite out of crime. Yeah, I remember that. Yes. <laughs> That's the only dog
0: I know. Okay, his, they call him know. Dog. His, I don't
1: know who you're talking about. Do you about. know what a bounty hunter is when people owe money to the courts? They go, to Okay. You never saw this. His show. No, I have no idea what you're talking about. He's got about. a full-on mullet. He's all okay. buff. Sunglasses. Okay. What does he do? He's a bounty hunter. Yeah, he finds people. Yeah. Who, who o- owe money? Who need to come to justice somehow? Either yeah. by owing money. Yeah. So he's throwing his hat in the ring. He's showing up <laughs> at this guy's house knocking. So, do- dog the bounty hunter. I ruined the whole bit by not knowing who dog the <laughs> well, bounty hunter. It's okay. A lot of people probably do know who he is, so they're probably laughing. That dog the frickin' bounty hunter. That Mitch doesn't know who dog the bounty hunter is. I I used to love that show. He had his own no show for idea. a long time. No idea. Never even heard of it. So he owned a bail bondsman. Oh, that makes sense. Business. Yeah. So he'd front thirty grand for somebody, and they go after him. Well, if they don't go to court, he has to eat his thirty grand. Right. So guess who. Gets him to court. Exactly right. By the usually by the short hairs. Right? I'm gonna guess Dog <laughs> the Bounty Hunter. He's a he is a real human. He's like he is he does have a scent like a dog. He could go to someone's house and know if somebody's hiding somewhere. He pulls them out of attics, he pulls them out of closets. I used to love his show, but a couple too many N words on a private call for me, so I had to kind of move on. Yeah. The network did too eventually from him. But yeah. I just think it's funny that he showed up at this guy. I'm don't telling you he he's good at it. Yeah. And don't be surprised if Dog the Bounty Hunter finds this Brian Laundry, this guy who's been on the lam. Can we get Dog
0: the Bounty Hunter on the podcast? That's a good question.
1: You probably could.
0: Yeah. I don't know that I would be capable of doing the interview. You might have to do the interview. I might but have I to think we should come over and do it. Yeah. yeah, I don't
1: know who he is. His wife died a couple years ago. He's got a new wife now. Don't he's, know. He got eleven kids. No, he was in prison in Texas for a long time on no. death row and got out. He was. Yeah, he was on death row. In I Texas. thought he, I thought he's like a, a good guy. He is now. He is now, as a matter of fact, He's turned over a new leaf. He's on the good side of the law now. I yeah. got
0: two super sad. St- I got lots of sad stuff. Yeah, I, do, I was trying to like Should skip we not through do my, Michael so- Jordan's son and all kinds of. I don't know stuff. about Michael Jordan's
1: son. Yeah, it's kind of a bummer. I mean, he, did he die? No, no, he's alive. The 32 year old Jeffrey Jordan. Yeah,
0: uh, he got in a he was fight. In the news before. He, yeah, he
1: got in a fight at a bar, hit his head, and then got and then he started beating the shit out of the people that work at the hospital. Oh, so he's now been booked for aggravated assault, which is a felony. Because he did it at a hospital, I guess. And so Jeffrey's people say that he was confused and disoriented following the fall. So we'll see what happens with that.
0: I've got three items. I've got a Utah player that
1: was killed oh, saw that yeah. by
0: gunshot at a, at a house party. Aaron Lowe, a 21-year-old defensive back. I've got a washington state university wide receiver a cougar wide receiver in serious condition after getting shot also at a house party where there's another 23 year old who's dead in pullman from, this happened yeah in pullman oh. or just outside of yeah in pullman in pullman i've got either if you and if that's if those two things don't I get know you what you're gonna say. i got a 40 year old woman falling six stories out of the san diego petco park uh, upper deck yeah. with her two-year-old son. Although they're saying it's suspicious, it appears to be suspicious. Maybe she was pushed. I don't know if she was pushed or what happened. What Whoa. happened? A 40-year-old woman fell to her death with her two-year-old son, also killed when she fell out of the 300 level at Petco Park where the San Diego Padres play. If that doesn't... Uh, just Awful. Just sad, sad stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but the police are saying it appears to be suspicious. They don't know what happened. They're wow. investigating. It appears to be suspicious. Maybe she... I, 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 I would hope that she didn't jump, uh,
1: but I don't know. With a two-year-old as well, oh. yeah, brutal. Oh. And I, I mean, now I got to transition into Abraham Lincoln's death certificate that's up for auction. Okay, Casey, Casey Kasem. Yeah, and what happened to the pictures I was supposed to see? So Abraham, is Richard on the phone? <laughs> is it Richard? I don't think it is. No, no, no. It's uh, Don. Is Don on the phone? Yeah, Don. It's Don And what happened to the pictures? Oh, it's the best. Oh, All right, no one knows what that is. All right, no. so Abraham Lincoln's death certificate could be yours to take home as long as you've got a couple dollars to spend. It's actually kind of cool. The document is over 156 years old and appears to be in pretty good condition still, noting Abe's infamous assassination on April 14th, 1865 in cursive penmanship. Uh. Now, the doc states... Uh, while the doc states the obvious, it's also got an interesting nugget on it, pointing out that our 16th president's estate was worth $85,000 at the time of his death. That's what he was essentially worth, 85 dollars Now, in current dollars, that'd be about a million and a half, so not too shabby for— I
0: thought you were going to say it would be more.
1: President—it is more. He— Back then, he was worth... Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. I thought you would say oh, $85,000 more- is worth $10 million or $20 oh, really? Million. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, I don't know. $85,000 back in the 1800s. Seems like a lot
1: more than 1500000 yeah, yeah. million, that's doesn't it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's, that's
0: exactly what I just I said. I see. All yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, well. (laughs) Kind of what I just said. But that's not too bad. A million and a half, if you're worth that now, you're doing okay. Anyway, it's going up for sale with an asking price of $425,000 if you'd like to own that.
0: I wish I had more information for you, Hotshot, because you're going to have questions. You're going to giggle and have questions. Have you heard of the story of Lyle Collins, an offensive lineman for the Dallas Cowboys? I don't think former so. LSU offensive lineman, pretty good NFL offensive lineman, Lyle Collins. I think there was a story about him when he came out. He was there was a murder, and they was wondering if he was involved, and so nobody drafted him. And then the Cowboys drafted him in the last round, and then he wasn't involved, and he was cleared, and you know the whole thing. Okay, he is. Uh, he's been suspended by the league for I guess what they're calling a failed drug test. Okay, but there's more to the story. He's actually being suspended because it's been proven or. It's been determined that he tried to bribe a drug test collector. Oh, man. Who hasn't?
1: (laughs) Get in line. (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: Now, you're going to ask me, and I'm unprepared because I don't have the answer. I don't think anybody has the answer, at least on the outside. You're going to ask me, what was he... Was he bribing him to not have to take it? Was he bribing him to not
1: – Yeah, to give him a positive. Give him a positive yeah. or a negative,
0: whatever. Was he bribing him to let him have somebody else take it for him? Oh, yeah. The whizinator. The whizinator.
1: <laughs> we both yeah. love it. I don't Wizenator. have the
0: answers to those stories. I'm just telling you, Lael Collins, offensive lineman of the Dallas Cowboys, Jeez. has now been determined he was bribing a drug test collector.
1: So maybe that's so that's the way it is. So maybe not the best moral character in the world, like they first thought when the draft first came out, which is why he slipped right, so far. Right. It might be a little something there, huh? Right. Remember the best name ever I ever saw for uh, pa- if you want to pass a drug test, then you could buy this kit that would help you pass it. You, I don't know, you drink something or whatever. It's called urine luck. <laughs> I thought that was the greatest <laughs> thing. That made me laugh so hard. All right, you see who's going up to space oh, with Bezos? God. The latest? No. no, is he going back up? Yes, he's going back up for a second shot at it. A 90-year-old. Oh. 90 years old by the name of William Shatner. Really? First of all, is he really 90, William Shatner? But he was in space a lot, wasn't he? Well, that's the the question. (laughs) Is he, in fact, going to wear his Captain Kirk costume when I he thought goes that up. he
0: used to go into space every every week, every, every yeah. Thursday for every thirty Thursday. minutes, yeah. so whatever
1: it was on. Yeah. yeah, so he's slated to be part of the second crew to take the space flight in the new Shepard capsule, that make him the oldest person ever to be launched in space, which I was happy to hear about. You want a one liner? Yes. Did he get his ticket on Priceline? Uh, I like it. <laughs> ah, if he, was, if he was still doing ads for them, that would be hilarious. It's um, yeah, so we don't know if he'll have a Star Trek costume on. All right, I got one quick one. All hell broke loose at a recent Los Angeles. Wait, I got another one. Oh, go ahead. No, sorry, that's okay. No, no, because this, this actually isn't as quick as I thought, so go ahead. Is that the last one? It's not the last one, no.
0: Okay, go ahead. You go, then you go.
1: All hell broke loose at a recent Los Angeles Angels game when multiple fans grouped up to unleash a beating on a spectator. And it was all caught on video, of course, as always. Was it over crab legs? <laughs> it, would, it might have been. Who knows? But yes. there's really no word on what started the chaos. But it appears a man in a white long sleeve shirt was the Jesus. center of it all, with one fan throwing a huge batch of popcorn at the dude's face, another throwing a drink. A woman who fans believe is the guy's girlfriend is seen reaching over several rows of seats in hopes of bringing the guy out of the line of fire. But that's when things got much worse. It looks like at least four Angels fans rush over to continue the altercation, just beating and unloading Jesus. punches on whoever's around him, her, you, you name it. They're just everyone's just get, getting their ass kicked. The alleged girlfriend was still latched onto him at the time, and seven fans were arrested, given citations for assault and battery. Two of the fans were minors, according to Anaheim PD. This is weekly. Like I can't keep up with all the fights at sporting events. A
0: lot of fights at sporting events.
1: I don't know if if this is ramping up or if we just ha- maybe because of the I, was it the, the quarantine just. You know, people have lost loved ones and jobs and money, and maybe people are just flipping it's, out. It
0: seems like there, the way it works is there's an argument in the stands between two or three people, and then somebody who's kind of not involved in the argument throws something at one, and that's the way the that's the way it gets started. That, Am I wrong is. about that? That's that's part of it. Somebody from like a few a few rows down who yeah. wants to be involved but not doesn't really want to be involved. Yeah, there's an argument going on. You know. Heaves a, a diet, so a, a Coke at somebody, uh, and, then, and, then the, and then the other people start fighting. They, they don't, they're not even involved in the fight. <laughs> right.
1: they, just, they just toss the salvo, right? You always see two people fighting. Someone's getting the better, so then one of the friends comes in to help, but then another friend from the other side comes in, but right. then another friend from the other just, yeah, it just uh, spirals out. Of it's going crazy these days. Real quick, there's a video going around of gorillas at a zoo. Please tell me you saw this video.
0: Yes, I saw it. You not did. gorillas,
1: bears. I, the one I have is gorillas. When
0: they went to sleep together in concert?
1: It's the opposite concert. of cute. Oh. Yes.
0: I saw the bears in Idaho. The bears, the two bears, two big black bears okay. who decided to take a nap, and they do it synchronized. They fall over
1: synchronized. Oh, really? It's the cutest thing you ever saw. Okay, well, this is not cute. Okay. This Sorry. is very inappropriate. Sorry.
0: Oh, then let's not talk about it if it's not impro- if it's
1: inappropriate. Yeah, we can't have that on this show. I understand, but we'll, we'll give it a shot. Okay. It started innocent enough, actually. One of the gorillas was perched on a rock when he caught the eye of a fellow ape. Seems like they're apes with benefits, because one of them immediately laid on its back, and the other one went to town. Oh Jesus! In front of God. all the spectators. Like I didn't. First of all, I didn't know that apes did that. I didn't know gorillas did that. And you should see these parents. Grabbing their kids and Carl losing it out of the freaking exhibit. You've seen exhibit.
0: it. You've seen the video. Yeah,
1: parents are oh. laughing, but they're horrified. They don't want their kids to see that. It's you can't believe what you're looking at. And then you realize, uh, yeah, I guess we do. Well, at least with I think orangutans were like a half a chromosome away from orangutans, so I guess it kind of makes sense that you know we are pretty close to them. But yeah, yeah, you, you can't believe what you're looking at. That this happened at a zoo in front of all these kids, just in plain daylight. So anyway, go look that up, but not at work, everybody. Okay. Yep. I only have two
0: last ones. I want okay. to send my best to uh, Andy Reid. Not that anybody would s- send my best to Andy Reid. Andy Reid got sick at the end of his char- uh, his Chiefs loss to the Chargers, by the way, which cost me three different teasers. Yeah. But he got sick. He was dehydrated. He went to the hospital. I guess he's doing okay. Okay, good. So I'm, I'm a big Andy Reid fan, and so my – my thoughts are with Andy Reid. Not that it matters. We're doing a little podcast that like twelve people are listening to, and no one's going to tell Andy Reid that Mitch on the podcast in Seattle is sending his best. But I am sending my best. Good. And I'm doing it anyway. And your favorite weekend has now changed. Oh, it has. That's my last story of the okay. episode
1: 106. This is going to
0: piss me off. For do, now. You, do you know what your best, your favorite weekend is? Well, Hot Shot
1: loves Wild Card Weekend. Wild Card Weekend. Yeah.
0: Wild Card Weekend has now changed. Officially changed. Oh, okay. Go on. How many games are on Wild Card Weekend, Hot Shot Scott?
1: How many games are yeah. on? It's yeah. Uh, yeah. six.
0: Ah, oh, good. Well, thank you. It's my favorite weekend. Of course I but know. But it was four until this past year. Yeah, six yeah. was – only, we've only done one year of six. Right.
1: Right? And why do we have six? Because – Well, there's more teams in the playoffs That's now. right. Yeah, there's yeah.
0: now more teams in the playoffs. Well, last year, in a six-game wild card weekend, we had three on Saturday and three on Sunday. Mm-hmm. We now have two on Saturday – Three on Sunday and one on Monday night. Wow. The last game of wild card weekend will be played on
1: Monday night football that weekend. Mm, I think I like that. Do you? How about you? I yeah, think, it's all right. I think I like it. Because, I mean, who doesn't like Monday night? I mean, you love it when it's on, even if you don't care about the teams. But when it goes away, it's kind of a bummer. Now it's a big game. It's a huge yeah, game.
0: Yeah, sure. That's it's a, a huge game. That's pretty cool. Now, the winner you'd hope would not have to play the following Saturday Right. That short week. in the... Yeah. Uh, That'd be divisional weekend, right? You don't want to do that. You don't want to play Monday, Saturday. But my guess is the NFL will not make you play Monday, Saturday. They'll have the winner of Monday's game playing on Sunday the following
1: week. And Monday gets one more day of rest, too. Before it. Before it, yeah, yeah. So you
0: get kind of screwed after, but you get, yeah.
1: There's no free lunch. You're going to have to pay it somewhere, right? There you go. There you go. That's my last story. Back in January, I don't know if you remember, I told you that Eric and Lori Harmon were arrested for filming adult acts on the Myrtle Beach Skywheel. Does that story ring a bell? Yes, it
0: does, yeah.
1: And then in July... It
0: kind of blends with every other story you've done, but go ahead.
1: And then in July, Lori was accused of sitting on a front porch, fully exposed. She's also accused of participating in some unseemly acts while exposed, and her delightful fella apparently shared the video of her on Twitter. That was in July. In August, police were called to Oceanside Village, where someone provided them with a USB drive with several different incidents involving the Harmons performing similar acts in public, taken from various social media platforms, according to a police report. The person who called the police said there have been continuing issues with the couple. The Harmons pleaded guilty to indecent exposure in April for the Skywheel incident. Well, now... Uh The same couple is accused Uh, of performing in public once again, this time in a photo booth. What do you call that? Exhibitionism? Yes, that's what that would be. The the people who watch are voyeurs. Correct. And the people who do the... Do it while people... They're exhibitions. Continue to play dumb. Yes, thank you. This time in a photo booth. (laughs) They did it at a photo booth at at the Garden City Pavilion Arcade. Yes. And they were sharing the video to Twitter, according to the warrants. Okay. These guys can't stop. They've both been charged with indecent exposure and participation in preparation of obscene material. Now, Honorable Circuit Court Judge R. Farrell Cothran... I just like that name, sentenced Eric and Lori Harmon to three years in prison, suspended upon their service of two years probation, running concurrently, according to the solicitor's office. The couple has also previously been accused of similar acts in a food line parking lot and in a park. Hmm. Eric and Lori are both held in a detention center without bond as of Wednesday afternoon. You're kidding. So it's getting serious now. Yes. They're really being held? This is like the fifth or sixth incident. Yeah, but still. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know. The laws are laws, whether we agree with them or not. Okay. And I just gotta say, hey Harmons. Uh-oh. Not to brag, but my wife and I, yeah, we have a scheduled date night every six months. Kind of jealous <laughs> of them in a weird way. <laughs> These two clearly never went to kindergarten. You know, the place where you're taught to keep your hands to yourself. Good news, <laughs> bad news for those taking nude photos of themselves. The bad news is the camera adds ten pounds. The good news is the camera adds 10 <laughs> pounds. <laughs> it depends on who you are. In case anyone is wondering, don't worry. It's not my style at all to spend six hours frantically searching for that video on Twitter. There you go. Even for research. And finally, oh I think boy, we, can, uh, we can all agree yeah. the real victims in this case are the poor people who use that photo booth right after them. <laughs> not good. Clean it. Clean yes, it. Yes, yes, yes.
0: Uh, as, uh, as we record this hotshot, Scott, the, uh, the San Francisco 49ers went down and scored a touchdown and an extra point to take a 28-27 lead over the Green Bay Packers. Now, people are not going to care about this because by the time they listen to us, this is this know, history. Yes. But we are actually watching the game as we record this. The Packers behind Aaron Rodgers just somehow, in like 18 seconds, came down and got into field goal range, and they're getting ready to try a 50-plus yard field goal. They're down 28-27. So if this guy Mason Crosby makes this field goal That's pretty good. The Packers beat the 49ers and the 49ers play the Seahawks next week, right? In in yeah. San Francisco. If the if the guy doesn't make it, and he's about to try to kick it. Arizona 2 and 0. San Francisco uh, 2 th- uh, and a sorry, 3 and 0, 3 and 0, 3 and 0 and 1
1: and 2. Yeah, not good.
0: Right? Yep. 3 and 0, 3 and 0, 3 and 0 and 1 and 2. As they get ready to kick, it's a 51-yard field goal. Make it or make it make or make it. Him. Or miss. make it. It's going to make that.
1: He did. He got it. Made it. Wow. So beat the boys goes in the shitter, but... Oh, shit. <laughs> see, this is why I hate fantasy and all this crap I'm in, because I just I don't know where to root. I'm everywhere. <laughs> I just want the Niners to lose every week, but now I was kind of rooting for him for the stupid beat the boys contest. Uh, you didn't see it
0: because you were doing your last story, but yeah. this last... Tr- I don't know how they got into field goal range. The 49ers should be embarrassed there were only like 20 something seconds and he he threw like two passes, three passes and he was in field goal range and they won the game.
1: I need to apologize to Aaron Rodgers because after that first week I thought he was just kind of done. I thought he looked uninterested, uninspired. And right now he's playing like Aaron Rodgers again.
0: So, uh, the Rams 3 and 0, the Cardinals 3 and 0, the 49ers 2 and 1, the Seahawks 1 and 2 and it's Niners Seahawks on Sunday before episode 161,
1: okay? 2 and 2 Tied with the Niners at two and two would feel a hell of a lot better. I don't know. Than that one they and Better three. get it together, Hotshot. Yeah, shot. I they know. better get it together. I agree.
0: Episode 160 is in the books.